Welcome to Nerdables. On this episode, we discuss Rick Grimes being revived, Gundam finding its director, Lucy Liu joining Shazam, Haunted Mansion getting a facelift, Marvel fans positioned for, for a new Black Panther, and Winter Soldier Episode 4. I thought we were going to hear that a couple more times. Welcome, everyone. I'm already Joining me are Chris and Ethan. Yeah, I thought we were going to get some more, just more hangbanging. Some headbanging? Yeah. You never like our opening. You didn't like it before when it was the montage say, of nerds. I didn't like stuff. it. I just said that we'd get more headbanging. This we got our Apparently original I can't tune. say headbanging or headbanging. I don't know what the hell I'm saying anymore. Haybanging? Haybanging. Yeah. yeah. You bang That's, that's where you bang two bales of hay together. Man, you must be strong there. <laughs> it didn't say what size. You smaller? He just, he actually just grabs two <laughs> two, two straws, straws from hay. hay yeah. dong, dong, dong. Plays them like drumsticks. I had to get hay once when I worked at Target. Target used to have a garden section, and they'd have pumpkins for October or whatever. Yeah. And so they'd go out and get small bales of hay. So I went out with the truck. They get us a truck from like Home Depot or something. And we drive out, and you just pick up hay from like a feed store or something out in Agora, like in the middle of the hills in Agora. And they've got those like big raking claw things man yep. those things are yeah. crazy you just thunk dong throw it in there <laughs> just watching him doing like, this is crazy and i was like it's like that that looks easy i mean hey can't be that much and so it turns to me and it's like do you want to try it like, yeah junk oh never mind <laughs> now i realize my farmers look like farmers These guys they're about strong. 50 60 pounds these, at were, least. these were smaller yeah. they weren't 50 60 but they were enough that you know i just thought i'm going to be able to lift it it's going to be like 10 15 pounds i got right, both yeah. arms at the time you know, strong, but I still have both arms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I started thinking in my head. Like at the time, I was I was doing weights and stuff at home, and I'm just like, nope, that's got to be like 30, 40 pounds without a problem. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> Never mind. And then we we get in there, like, how the hell are we going to get these off? Here? <laughs> like we don't trailers. have those claws. Yeah, here. <laughs> slide them out of the truck and into the, you know, we'd like grab them off the bottom with all the gloves and stuff like that. Like three of us would carry them in, and put them out. There. Grab a shopping cart. Yeah. Put them on. <laughs> Run to Home Depot and grab them on their flatbeds. Well, back then, Home Depot wasn't there yet. Yeah, I worked. There, I was working there when Home Depot opened, and then I was in charge of uh, stationary or uh, party office and home improvement. I was all one section at the Target at the time. Right, and opening next door was a Party City, an Office Depot, <laughs> and Home Depot. Yep. And I remember going to my boss and says, I need to get out now because your review based on year to year performance. And mine was great up to that point. But I'm like, in the next two months, this section is going to explode. <laughs> There's nothing's going to happen here. I mean, greeting cards and that's it. The greeting cards call them, sell themselves. So it's not a part of your review. So I told her, like, put me in anything else. I got to get out of here. This isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. And that's how I ended up being an electronics lead. Maybe she's like, I'll move you to electronics. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Went to electronics. And sure enough, those numbers like six months later were like, they, they stopped selling everything. They took the entire Home Depot, home Improvement section out of most Targets because Home Depot was kicking their ass so bad. Yep. Fascinating. Started the show with a tangent. <laughs> we get well, no, more, no, no. It's we get a, more it's, Chris stories from the, it's from not the Target. It's a tangent when we don't start with anything else. <laughs> this is like, this is easing into it. Instead of just like, what's up, guys? Hey, something with Marvel happened. It's like, well, you know. All right. So, um, Robert Kirk- Kirkman... Announced Kirkman. that he will be doing a new series for Skybound X. 
seems like it's a miniseries. It's Starring like, Rick Grimes. Yes. And there's going to be a separate one for Clementine from the Walking Dead video game series. But this isn't going to be Walking Dead. Mm, yes and no. But it's Walking Dead in space. It's, it's non-canonical. Canonical. 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 Mm-hmm. Where uh, it's focusing on the original pitch that Kirkman did for uh, The Walking Dead, which was aliens coming to Earth rather than zombies. The fake pitch. Yeah, there was the a fake, fake pitch. But um, it's basically, uh, I think they released for the 10th anniversary, uh, they re-released issue number one, and on the back section of issue number one, he put in this story of his pitch, basically, with the aliens. And so it's kind of into that world, as, you know, if, if it was aliens rather than zombies, and that's how we're going to see Rick Grimes again. Well, the idea, the, the fake pitch, as the urban legend goes, that Kirkman told himself, is Eric Stevenson, who was the editor-in-chief of Image and approved. I mean, they're all creator-owned series, but you have to be approved to be carried by Image. Right. And apparently he does not like horror, and he doesn't like zombies. He thought zombies were played out, and there's nothing new in the genre. And so when Kirkman pitched it, he Stevenson was just sort of like nodding off, like, I'm not doing this. And then Kirkman went into this thing that the virus was, it would be a virus, and it would be released by aliens in order to decimate the human population so that they could be taken over. And Stevenson's like, great. And then the the myth of it, the urban legend of it that has some truth to it is two years into it or whatever, 25 issues, <laughs> Stevenson goes to Kirkman and says, when do the aliens show up? And he looks, Kirkman looks at Stevenson and is like, what are the aliens? What the hell? Oh, yeah, no, that, I, I lied. That, I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> and, of course, this, that book by that point was was an explosion. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was. The rest the, is history. I want yeah. zombie aliens. There's probably. You'll probably get those. Well, you've probably gotten a hundred of, you know, there's been at least 2,000 series with zombies since, and I'm sure there's a zombie aliens comic there's book series be. that's been released. Yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch of movies. Hell, there's probably porn parodies of those movies already. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's out there somewhere yeah. for it. You know, what would a gray be like if he was, you know, <laughs> whatever brains is Zombie porn? <laughs> I'm sure oh, there's, there's probably there's tons oh, there's of zombies. There's <laughs> a ton of zombie <laughs> porn. You have a rom-com as a zombie. Yeah. The zombie falls in love with a woman and is like not a total zombie. She's just like, what is this? Yeah, that Disney Channel sh- uh, movie, whatever. No, what was the zombies? The, the, uh, zombies was, and cheerleaders. What was that one with the the guy who played Beast in the newer X Men? That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, that right? was Warm a Bodies. Warm Bodies. Yeah, yeah, it's the one where he's he's not he's a zombie, but he's she's a zombie, not, but and they fall asleep. Lo- yeah, he falls in love with yeah. her. He eats all these other people, but won't eat her. He's not a total zombie, right? He, he had, well, no, he still, is a zombie, but he's coming back. Yes. He's being transformed she back turns, into yeah. a human. It's, it's all an allegory for the fact that women can turn gay men straight again. <laughs> it's a big religious movie. <laughs> I'm sure. What that, the hell? I'm sure that's what it was. That's what it is. Like, it's, he's a certain way that you can't fix, and yet she fixes him to become a, a normal human being again. Okay. Sure. Uh-huh. But Not also... The the little uh, stuff to do peeing. I don't know how, but that's terrible. There we go. <laughs> the little tidbit that I read from the post is also shows that there's going to be another story, including Clementine from the Walking Dead uh, Telltale Telltale series, video game series. So we'll see. That was it's so outdated now. It is outdated, but it was still it still holds up. It's a good story. So this is all just comic book series. As I nod, yes. <laughs> Nodding doesn't work nobody on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's but gonna yes. be a podcast. 
No, Rick, Rick said, Grimes talking to a zombie. No, he no said because he, was he asked nodding, the question and I, said, and I started nodding. Oh, you're and I was nodding. like, as I nod, because you guys nodding can see that. Nodding doesn't work on a podcast. But yes, uh, it, they're both going to be comic series. You could totally go into tangent story right now because I have a nodding story. Um, <laughs> but yes. I'll save you guys from that. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to see do this. It's like super successful. And Andrew Lincoln's like, yeah, I'll do that. It'll be, <laughs> let's, do, let's do that. That's going to be the Rick Grimes yeah. miniseries. Yeah. That's going to be... Because God knows whenever. I don't think you're ever going to get those miniseries. I don't think so either, considering it seems to be that they're moving away from the regular Walking Dead. There's only Is this the last season or is one more after? No, there's one more season. So they, they instead of trying to cram in the last season with COVID, they decided to extend season 10 with six episodes because that way they could take work with like maybe two actors at a time you wouldn't have to use the whole cast or you know really get right. a lot of people the negan one was fascinating so because yeah. that's what i'm saying like they're pushing towards fear of the walking dead are they still doing that kids series that spinoff one they that was about? only supposed to be like a one season type I th- yeah i think that had anyway. one season i don't know of anybody so, that watched it yeah. did it actually come out yeah oh i didn't realize it had already come it was, out. like last year like last april i swear we were talking about it last year yeah uh, Fear of the Walking Dead just started last week. That's yes. in season five. Yes, but no, that's uh, only been five seasons. It feels like it's been longer because they cut them up every. <laughs> yeah, but still, it just it doesn't doesn't. It seems like it should be. It was so funny when I was watching the Negan uh, origin yeah. the other day. Beth walks in at the end of it. Remember, she stopped watching Walking Dead the night that he killed Abraham and Glenn. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. I think by now. So she walked in, and in the 10 minutes that she sat there, she's like, oh, I'm really starting to like him again. I said, yeah, but, you know, they out of context of the whole thing, I was like, yeah, you know, it's really good how they've really shown his heart and everything, but he cheats on his wife the day she finds out that she's got cancer. Yeah. And she goes, in that little bit of time I sat here, I, I started liking him, and I really felt, you know, sorry for him and understand where he went to. I think the Now you're just telling me that. I hate him even more. I think the biggest mistake that AMC did was overdoing Negan that first season when he gets introduced because it's turned off so many people. They wanted to from stay true to, to the comic, though. Yeah, but and you have to remember a lot of people that were watching weren't just the comic readers. And even watching it or reading it in the comics was a bit much. And then you're trying to redo that again in this TV series. You, I get a lot of people that tell me that's when they stopped watching. That's I don't when, think it's, that's I, when I stopped watching. When yeah. It wasn't necessarily Negan. It was just I was so tired of everything being so horrible. Yes. I watched mm-hmm. I watched three episodes that season. I watched the opener. The second one was the when Carol finds the kingdom, right? I think so because I watched that one where yeah. she shows up in the kingdom and meets Ezekiel and um, yeah. she, Shiva, 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 and. The the the, the Daryl that was like the fourth one. Mm-hmm. I think you yeah, watched four because the third one. Four. The third one was was Rick inside the RV, and then the fourth no, that one was the first one. That was right after they came back from the finale. Whatever it was, three or four. The last episode I yeah. watched was when Daryl was in was prisoner of New in the closet right thing. There. Yeah, and it was just the whole episode. Mm-hmm. It's just we get it. He has a big penis. It was just him just being like, I'm the big penis of this. I'm the big penis of this group. Yeah. I'm the biggest with whatever Dwight or whoever the hell it was Dwight. that he was, he was yelling at. And it just was so annoyingly terrible. 
and it didn't move it, anything it forward. It went over the top. Yeah. Like, yeah it, and that was it. And it went over the like, top, and it caused the show to stagnate. Yeah. Which it wasn't progressing much of anything, but it gave and you this already, character, so you were yeah. you were really well, thankful. The other, I had already, the other big I had, well, the thing, I had already kind of checked out because there was one time I think I had said it to one of you. I was like, I got like eleven episodes sitting in my DVR. Yeah, yeah. and I realized with that, and that's what happened to me with all the CW shows. When I got into double digits, I'm like, I'm never going to watch these. I'm not going to take the time to watch these, and so I checked out. I made it to the end because I wanted to see what Negan was doing. So I watched all those episodes, and I watched those couple with Negan. The thing with Negan is. I'd known some of him from the comic. I never got as far into the comic, so I, I. But I knew kind of what he was, and yeah, he's like supposed to be this perfectly evil person, and they did such a great job with the governor, and I thought the governor is a fascinating villain to me. Negan wasn't fascinating to me because yeah. he's just, just bad. He's just well, a terrible person. And then when when I heard that they're doing these kinds of things and with his with his wife and everything, and they're trying to humanize him. Why? Like, how far are you going to go? How many times do we have to say that everyone in this world isn't as bad as we think they are? So who's really the bad guy? Yeah, because where there are the point now where Negan is with the community, he's, you know, he's a working asset part. You know, he's a part of the community. You kind of have to go back. And yeah, I caught, a couple, him. I caught a couple pieces of him being in uh, a cabin or something. Yeah. And I don't remember if he re- like seals broken and he puts it in the fire and he walks that's, back to that's whatever the, uh, hilltop or whatever. And he sees Carol and he's like, and he's like, I'm going to have a room here. And you see Maggie and she, it's like, you see Maggie staring him down and Carol turns and like, you know, she's going to kill you. Right. That's the very end of the origin of the, yeah, the that's, past that's, one. That's the pieces I saw of it because it's just sort of, I'd flipped on and I saw him and I was like, Oh, I'll just watch five minutes of this or whatever. I find that kind of interesting to go live in the community that is run by Maggie, right? Is Maggie still the head of that? There's a council group. Okay, so she's part of that council. Yes. Okay, so you know the the guy who murdered her husband mm-hmm. in cold blood is going to live in there. Well, technically, but the the weird thing about this is Maggie's been gone for almost six years, where Negan has not. You know, he got out of their their jail cell and he became a part of the community. Actually, helped them stop the whispers and everything. Yeah. So he's like a major part of the community. Most people in the community would know him over Maggie because she's been gone. So it's kind of this Lauren weird Cohen thing where, <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of this I weird got dynamic. Canceled in one season. <laughs> I don't even think I made a season. Oh no, it, yeah. But here's the thing. Um, oh, there's something I was going to say, and um. Yeah, they humanized him this time, you know, w- within this episode to... No, it's fine He to comes to terms him, with the fact that he, he's ready for Maggie to basically kill him. He's come to terms with what he did and who he, you know, who he was. And, it's fine for him to come back as, and get a redeeming, uh, I guess, run in the series. Uh, just because he, he wasn't... If you think about it, based on everybody who they've... Uh, met up with any villain that they've had in the story so far. He's That's not the worst out of any of them. The governor, for example, way worse. The whisperers, way worse. Negan's just an gov- asshole. But here's the governor's here, worse. Here's where, and this actually goes back to what I just forgot what I was going to say. The reason that Negan, it was so much worse with Negan, is because, and this is why so many people got turned off. And what Chris was saying was that you know when he got to the the scene with with Daryl in the closet, it was too much. They didn't give you a break. It just kept getting, you know, as soon as they, he killed him, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Where with the governor, 
you had moments where you broke from that story and you had other things going on where the audience got the the beat down from the governor. They kept getting but the then L. they got they got something else to to t- change their palate and not just every episode getting beat down, beat down, beat down. To me, the and gov- that's what Negan did. The governor for me was a leader of a community that seemed to actually care about his people. Negan was a leader of a community because he just wanted to be the badass. He just wanted to be the leader. He wanted well, they to set that up with the him. governor until you get to the point where his daughter and the room full of heads, and then you realize this guy's something's sick. not right yeah. in his head. Well, yeah, all the, none of them are right in their head. Even yeah. Rick is is freaking crazy. Right, he's answering a phone to, for his dead wife. Um, but it just he seemed he seemed a much more complex villain to me that that. I, I enjoyed much more than whatever I got of Negan. Now maybe Negan would be different, but there's just a point. Where and I think I they can't. wanted to do something different. You know, you had with but the governor, me, you had like, something very interesting. But that's to me why Negan. When you start making Negan into here's his redeeming arc, and here's this, they they just doing the governor again. Because remember, you had the governor disappear for a while too, and then come back. Yeah. I mean, it's just that that's the thing is it kind of rotates through. And I think that's part of the reason that Kirk can stop the series at one point. He's like, how many times can I just keep recycling that same bit? Right. When they jumped forward to get to the point where he's like, these are communities that are that are much more thriving than anything we've seen before because we can we have more time and they're starting to put the world back together and there's less of the zombie hordes all over the place and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what he does with this new Rick Grimes story and if it does deviate from the walking dead you know and how much can you deviate here and, and this is where I think he's going to run into a problem if he does deviate say let's say he takes Rick Grimes and puts him in almost a different world right or does put him in a different world you're going to get fans of Rick Grimes that are not going to understand and they're just it's not going to sell well I think because they're going, to, the first issue will sell. It'll be astronomical. It'll be, be for people who are just interested on, you know, an idea of what if it's like what if you know, like what if it was aliens instead if of zombies. One, if there's one thing Kirk but, did really well is he didn't overdo what he was what he was doing. He had two comics that he was writing. He wrote Thief of Thieves for a little while, then turned it over to James Asmos. He has titles that come out through Skybound Entertainment, but there right. aren't ones that he's writing or mm-hmm. even editing. So for the most part. You know, especially if he's writing it, this will be the first thing we see him write. Well, no, he wrote Die, Die, Die. He's writing Die, 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 which is bizarre. Um, but, he, you know, if he, if he comes out and he's like, I'm going to do 12 issues of this, you know, kind of what if series. And it's just going to be fun and whatever. It'll yeah. be fine. But if you don't, if you don't indicate It'll something right in the that. very beginning or the, within the title that it's a what if type thing. Oh, you, everyone will know. I mean, that's that's it'll be solicited as that. Yeah, that's the solicit for that is going to be the story of how Walking Dead got sold. Right, Walking Dead got approved by Eric Stevenson, and this is what would have happened if Eric Stevenson, after the first issue, said, "You better give me what I'm asking for." Right, you know, you told me there was going to be aliens in this. There better be aliens because even if you go off something generic yeah. as the the title I gave yeah. for what you know for the setup for this, obviously I gave something generic to try to you know it, it's 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 a hook. Right, yeah, it's going to be called the if you don't, if you don't, alien or something. If I mean, you don't have that, then people that's, are that's automatically... the title of the one shot. That's what I just remembered. The Walking Dead one shot that was released, like on on a local comic shop day or something, is called the Alien, mm. and it's about like an alien in that zombie world. If I remember right, I oh, don't yeah. remember. I read it so many years ago when it actually came out. 
But if you don't do that, there's going to be people that are fans of the show immediately thinking, oh, this is a tie-in to the Rick Grimes movies that we're supposed to get, or you know, the Walking Dead stuff. No, but that's also... At this point, fans of the show are not fans of the comic. They're not not coming into comic. I agree with that. I agree with that. He's doing this for comic fans, because that's when... One thing that Kirkman does really well is he really believes in comic books. Right. In... He released a comic... Oh, heck, what the heck was the name of that? It was basically like a fake comic, as if it was issue 17 of this, you know, if he had done this book for so long. And the funny thing is, in the letters columns, he has these fake letters about how The Walking Dead was canceled after issue 8. Because <laughs> it's the issue just before Michonne shows up, or right. whatever. And he's like, oh yeah, I had this great idea for this real badass woman that you guys would have really loved, but, you know, it got canceled. And the the the, um, the shtick of this letters page was that he had to make this comic, and it's a very 90s, hyper-violent, sure. crazy, you know, it looks like uh, Savage Dragon and everything. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of it was, like, what would I have done if Walking Dead had gotten canceled after eight issues? Yeah. So I only had, you know, I was writing Invincible, but I went to write something else that was very comic booky, just like Invincible is. And so he's played around with those concepts before, and he sells them very well, and people understand what they are. People picked up this book. 99% of them were, like, got this, the, the joke. Yeah. You did have a few people like, where's the other 16? Like, they don't exist. It's, just, it's not a real thing. <laughs> it's got a great homage at the end to um, X-Men number one when they have those they have those splash pages at the end, those two, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, like, these are the villains. This is what's upcoming. So you have the same thing. There's all these characters that no one's ever seen before. You know, it's like coming up in, I cannot remember the name of it. And it's, now people are going, I terrible. want that comic. It's like Super Blood or something. Yeah. Like, it's it's a based off of, like, <laughs> if he had worked for Extreme Studios, too. Because it's got mm-hmm. that well, that, that '90s all the yeah, extreme stuff, everything the blue, over the, 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 well, it's over musculated. Robert Liefeld was just like, if I can take dead, yeah, blood and pool and put some combination in them, you know, pool blood, <laughs> blood pool, dead blood, blood dead, and those are all my characters. That was kind of that same thing. It's, it's something like blood pool or blood de- dead blood mm-hmm. super blood. I don't remember what the hell it was. Tell you, you mentioned Incredibles. If, if people aren't watching the Incredible, Incredibles, Invincible. Uh, you should watch series. The Incredibles too. <laughs> if they're very not, watching, they're very different. Yeah, they're very different shows. If you if you haven't watched the Invincibles series on uh, Amazon Prime, you're Invincible. missing out. It's Invincible. Invincible, it's amazing. Yeah. It really is. The book's even better. Oh yeah. Now it makes me want to go back and get the problem stuff. was when I first heard about Invincible, it was already like a hundred issues in, and I was like, nah. See, I started. <laughs> I was like, it's too hard to even try to go back and those try to first get all two them. trades came out within like weeks of each other. Because yeah. Invincible was was that me when I was playing? It was, it was maybe. Um, when I sat I down, that. Invincible was a couple months ahead of it, mm. and so I had bought those first two trades, and I was like, because being kind of an old school comic fan, I always loved Invincible even more. Yeah. Because he did so much more with it. And I always sell Invincible as what if Peter Parker had Superman's powers in a universe where everything mattered? Yeah. You know, when people died, people died. You know, he's like, I'm not bringing anybody back. The heck with this. Um, that book is fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was always one that caught my interest. I think I just got into it way too late to try to find issues at that point that I was just kind of like, eh. I think got me turned That's off. That's trades are for. I know. So yeah. I, I never finished the trades. It's the, but, I got When I got behind reading it and I was like, ah oh, crap, I was so far behind on him. I think my problem is I have like one, three, seven, something. You know, <laughs> yeah, you were picking up whatever was in the, the yeah the uh, clearance bins or whatever at, at cons and stuff. Yeah. 
I had most of them, and I was yeah. missing. Yeah, there was one I was missing. It was missing like fourteen or something, and I found that. I think one time at Spiro's, I did find like one of the miniseries. I picked that up, and it was, it was uh, yeah, because they did a Guardians of the Globe miniseries. They yeah. did a, a Rexplode and Adam Eve. Yeah, Adam I Eve think those was, are the, Adam Eve was one of the best names I've ever heard. He's just like, what's the, oh, when you see it spelled, you're just like, okay, it's just a Tom Eve. Okay, what? And then you when you find. Oh, Adam and Eve. Oh, I get it now. Oh, yeah, yeah that's cool. <laughs> well, when you look at her symbol, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the miniseries she's a, I found. She's a fascinating character yeah. in that cartoon, too. Um, So I know we talked about this a, a couple times, and you said it's never going to happen. The Gundam live-action series. No, no, no. I said Robotech is never getting a live-action series. I thought you said also Gundam no, wasn't going to happen. I said Robotech is that live action movie that they've promised up for more than a decade is for Robotech is probably never going to happen. Except the one thing I thought was never going to happen for Robotech happened last week, and that is Harmony Gold, who owns the Robotech rights in the United States, and the original company in Japan finally buried the axe, and all the <laughs> Japanese stuff that's been coming out for two decades. That attaches to Macross uh-huh. will finally be available to be brought to the United States. And what it also does is it clears up a bunch of the roadblocks that were this real reason that we never got anything off the ground in a live action series was that the live action series would be handled by a U.S. production company. And much like they've done with Godzilla in the past, the production companies in Japan are like, no, we're right. not letting you do that. You're just going to F it up, Matthew mm-hmm. Broderick. You're just going to mess it up real totally. So, be, be, to be fair, Matthew Broderick did not direct that movie. He was a part of it, though. Look, Ferris Bueller cannot take on a 40-ton, 70-billion-tall monster lizard thing. What? Somehow <laughs> 70-billion-tall? Yeah. Ton-tall. 70-billion-ton tall's. That's a new unit of measurement. He's heavy. Um, he's not as heavy as the 2014 one. That guy's he's fat. not as heavy as a, as a bale of hay, though. <laughs> Can't pick that thing up at all. Um, so in Is that terms the title of, of this episode, not as heavy as a bale of hay? In, term, in terms of Robotech, not Gundam, because they are different. I know all the robots look the same. Uh, Robot, go pew, pew, bang, bang. That's pew, it. Pew. It's Because it, the, the, the funny thing with Robotech, Robotech's such an interesting property because it came to the United States and it was so incredibly popular. And the version of Robotech in the United States became more popular than the three mm-hmm. individual pieces that made it up. Which were completely separate pieces. You, they just did Macross and Harmony Gold out here is like, we'll do thirty episodes and no one will give a damn. Yeah, and you get to thirty episodes through and like this is the most popular cartoon on TV that's not GI Joe. What the hell are we supposed to do? And so they went and grabbed something else and they grabbed something else. Macross, as the story of in the United States, ended up becoming sequels in Japan <laughs> where they were doing this. They were they did one that's kind of like a remake that I've only seen once. My friend Scott had found it somewhere. And it was amazing. And then there's Macross 2, but there's a lot of stuff that they've done since that I've only heard about that are like fascinating pieces of of storytelling mm-hmm. in this universe. And we've never been able to touch them because the companies in Japan, like this, we're not letting Harmony Gold distribute it. We're just not going to do it. And now it seems they finally are going to do it. <laughs> Yay, COVID, apparently. Because, like, <laughs> hey, basically, maybe we should make some money. Yeah. So that's exciting. I, the Gundam, yes, Gundam is is a project that does not have the same 
roadblocks as to making something in the United States. So I think it's moved forward a lot faster. I think Gundam is also a property that people have been waiting to see a live action. It's also, the Gundam is one of the well, most confusing properties ever. I've and they also already have the they also they, have the uh, mo- the CG model for it because it was on ready. It was another one that was Ready Player yeah. One. They also have a full size Gundam in Japan. Yes, that they somebody did. Built and I remember seeing it. I sent it to my friend Kirk, who's obsessed with mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. And I'm like, why are you not there? And he just sends back buying tickets to Japan now. <laughs> but Gundam is a very confusing property because it, oh, gets, totally. it got rebooted within its own property. Yep. And mm-hmm. so there's all these, you know, like the first Gundam, again, as I'm doing visuals that nobody can see, is if you think of the root of the tree and then it just explodes into branches. And it's so old now, whatever you want to consider old, you know. You just see the branches, and you're like, I'm just trying to find the root. I just want to find, where do I start? Yeah. And that's why I never got into Gundam. I got a bunch of the you know, they had the little toys that they had at Target for a while. Yeah. I bought a bunch of them, and I just used them as robots that Destro made. <laughs> to be of Joe's. Yeah. No, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see. I think, I think people have been wanting it, and I think with the way our CG technology is now, it can do really good. Well, the uh, thing also is, what show. do you choose from? That's always the tough stuff with that type of... When you're taking a property that has like a hundred different branching storylines, right? Well, Mo- you're going to make, gonna make a, 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 a single film. You got to figure out which one of those to take from and make a film that's going to satisfy Gundam fans who are like, "I have eight thousand pages of manga and sixty-two hours right. of anime, and I love all of it." And now you're going to give me a two and a half hour movie that is just this little sliver out of this gigantic. You know, right. tree that I have. It's a very interesting choice to make. But if they do it well, even if whatever they choose, if they if they do it well, people would be happy. You'd think. I would hope. Well, Mobile Suit Gundam was originally launched in 1979. Wow. Yeah. So I remember because when we were at Comic Con in 2019, our last time there, it was the 40th anniversary. Yeah. And they had a big setup there. Um, That's but, what I thought too. I thought it was about 40. Yeah. Jordan Vaught Roberts is going to direct, who also directed uh, Skull Island, and he's also directing Metal Gear. Okay, will be directing this, so he does a lot of yeah, he does a lot of Warner Brothers stuff. So he's going to have access to all of the CG plates that they have for yeah. it. Uh, it's going to be live action for Netflix. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what he does with this, and like Chris said. Where do you pick from with this? Right. You know, do you tell an original story, or origin of this, or do you pick I and imagine choose? You have to. You kind of have to. I mean, it, I mean, you I can pick and choose. Like, when I think of something like that, I think of what IDW and, and Tom Waltz did with Teenage Ninja Turtles, where Tom Waltz went in and he's like, he had all this these things, and the way he kind of described it when I asked him about this in a panel is, he said, if you think of it as like a you know like a big ball. Of all the turtle stories that have happened up to that point, when he did the IDW, he's like, I'm going to take this, and I'm going to take this, and I'm going to take this, and I'm going to take this from all these different pieces. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has Archie characters in this thing. Yeah, he has stuff from the cartoons. He has stuff from the Mirage. He has stuff from the. He even it did it did a nod to the Image series that everyone didn't like, but now is like, I want to read that again. And then he he came up with one original concept that he put in it. And it kind of reforms this little nucleus of all of these pieces around mm-hmm. it. That's probably what Gundam's going to be. Like, we're going to take which character is the most popular from this one, which character is the most popular from this one, and then put it together. <laughs> because in terms of a movie that you're making for a Western audience that you're hoping also an Eastern audience will like, 
you're going to want to make sequels and you're going to want to make more. And you can't do that if you're just like, we're going to drop you in the middle of, you know, Gundam Black Mirror or something or whatever. Just like, hey, if you know any of this stuff, good for you. If you don't, you're going to be lost. Well, Well, and that's just it. Gundam has such a devoted audience and such a, you know, yeah. It's not just you know one generation. It spans from generation to generation. You know, it's, it's well, almost like Star thinking, Wars. What I was thinking is it, maybe to be smart is to start hosting focus groups, finding like super fans from both Last like the people on earth. Yeah, I was going to say talk that. to no, this, but no, this is the thing. This is the, I've I've turned with this. I always hate people like the directors are in the comments. This is really, that's a good thing. Because you have to come to it, I think, as a creator in a press mm-hmm. in a fresh perspective that likes, you know, understands the points of this that people like. When you get into a super fan, I mean, it's what we've seen with all the Star Wars fans, even even Star Wars fans as toy fans. I don't understand why Hasbro doesn't make these six totally diff, you know, totally obscure characters that nobody knows but me. They'd be the greatest things in the world. But I mean, is in an, in a sense to figure out where to start from. No, because they're gonna, everybody's like, going to be like, I want this, I want this Gundam, you know, I want this Gundam in there. You've got to get to figure out line. like what story maybe would be the majority favorite from or from well, the, picking that's out the like thing. story from you as a creator. To me, is you as a creator have to pick out what you think is the place to start. Because this is again, I'll go back to IDW doing doing licensed properties. When they were doing GI Joe, we're like five issues in, mm-hmm. and you go on the forum boards like, when are we getting to the Cobra Civil War from the first series? Yeah. Like that's in issue seventy five. That took them eight years to get to that. Calm yeah. down. And there's, I know, but I need the Cobra Civil War right where's now. Where's Serpentor? I, I want Serpentor. Yeah, where's Serpentor? Where's all these different things? And like they're five, six, seven issues in. Mm-hmm. You're never gonna. I can give you 40 super fans of Gundam and each one of you will give you a completely different answer. When it, when the property mm-hmm. is that big. I mean just th- think of Bond fans. And as a creator What's you can't What's your favorite tie Bond film? Up. There's 25 of them. Mm-hmm. You know, minus Skyfall. A lot of people I find a Skyfall. But people that I know that are huge Bond fans are like no, Casino Royale or it's it's Goldfinger or it's Doctor No or it's it's You Only Live Twice. It, it's all these different your aesthetic that you bring to it as a fan mm-hmm. your experience when you see it everything that connects with you is so different when you're absorbing entertainment and that's why modern modern fandom is total bullshit because it is everyone trying to have say my experience is the experience and i don't get why nobody has my friend doug is a huge bond fan outside of sebastian he's the biggest bond fan i know yeah his favorite is casino royale my favorite is Skyfall. I apologize to Sebastian who doesn't listen to this anyways. I don't remember what his favorite is. Probably one of the older ones. It's one of the uh it's it's one of the It's uh, one of the Connery. Connery ones, I imagine. And I wanna say it's Man with the Golden Gun. Or it might be. And the reason is where we approach it is different. As a longtime Bond fan, mm-hmm. I think a big part of loving Casino Royale is kind of erasing that Pierce Brosnan era that had gotten into such campy BS. But also the novel of Casino Royale. The novel's was... there, there's pieces. He, that's what he was. Skyfall, for me, is all off of uh, Javier Bardem. Mm-hmm. Him as the villain. That villain fascinates me. He's got a great voice. Daniel Craig is awesome. Well, even where there's Bond is things. within that storyline. All the stuff that, that, that you're going to approach it. But see, in all if no, you ask somebody... With... A, to, to be this point, there was someone that put on... on uh, Twitter or someone's like, give me the opinion, give me your opinion that everybody bashes you for. And I put on Last Jedi is the second best Star Wars film, and the people that don't like it 
only don't like it because they're Skywalker fans who didn't get what they wanted. And a bunch of people were like, no, I hate it because it isn't. And I was telling people, like, you when you understand why you don't like it, that's fine with me. But one guy said, I spent 30 years deconstructing Star Wars in my head. I don't need another lesson from Ryan Johnson. That's the reason I like that film. Right. That's the reason this guy doesn't like that film. It's interesting and that it's from our our perspectives are different in that that's what I've been waiting for. And for him, he was like, I've already done this. Right. Where the flip side, as I said, about why don't they just do the, the, the EU? And it's like, I've already read the EU. I don't want the EU again because I've already experienced it. Don't mm-hmm. just adapt those films. So, again, it's a part of... Every, every fan's going to approach their fandom for a different reason. Mm-hmm. But even going back to the Bond thing is you ha- not only do you have the fans that are of the 25 movies, you have the fans of the umpteen books that would say, I want this book. Or if you're going to start mixing and matching, take this villain from this story and this and this and put them together and then give it to me. When you start doing that, all of a sudden now your writer is trapped in a bubble. Mm-hmm. And can't create, he has to create within that tiny bubble that the fans have, you know, well, I think put also there for what him. you guys are taking away from me as saying focus groups is that they're ultimately going to be like, okay, well, you know, we only have you know, a certain amount of people say that they like this one, so we're definitely doing this one. But what I'm talking about is when they're trying to get an idea of where to start with something like with a franchise this big. And like, as Chris is saying, is branched out to so many different things. It gives you an idea from a, as a creator standpoint, where do I start looking for the story? But that's if you, if you're a creator and that's what you have to do in order to create, you're not a creator, right? That's the problem is if they already have a director and they already have a writer, then whoever is producing it knows where they're starting. Mm-hmm. At, at this point, you're not going, if, 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 you know, what if Ryan Johnson went to all these Star Wars fans and says, what should the middle f- film be? You're going to get a lot of people, you know, like, is Skywalker in it? Yeah, I want his I want his lightsaber to come out of his dong. <laughs> and I just want him to have these two, you know, and then a dude down here. I want, I want you powerful. to take Luke Skywalker and Starkiller and put them together. And, and I want, I want Sky- him to destroy the down. entire First Order and we don't get a third film. And then let's do, let's do Thrawn. Yeah. And that's, that's because... Those types of groups, you just can't. It's the Snyder Cut. It, it, if you're fine-tuning, when you get those those audience groups that go see the films that aren't completely done, that's something where you're like, is this concept working? Yes, but here's my problem. I like this, 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 but I don't understand the end. And if you get every group you go to that says, I like A, B, and C, but boy, D didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You look at it from a new perspective and going, we do A, B, and C, and then we skipped to E. Which is the D parts? Actually, we didn't. There's no bridge there. As a writer, as a writer, that's what I ran into over and over again because I knew the story in my head. I kept skipping steps, uh-huh. and then someone would read it, and I'd get those peer review groups, and they'd be like, "Where the hell did this come from? No, it's in the first chapter. No, it's not. Wait, oh crap, it's not. No, I thought I put it in." <laughs> but also with focus groups, you don't get fans in there necessarily. The majority of the people that go to the fo- that are the focus group, they don't want fans in there. Because of this reason. Well, yeah, you'd get some people that are just familiar with the franchise. Like, for example, if, if you know, Warner Brothers came up to me one day and said, hey, we're gonna, we want to do a movie on Mobile Suit Gundam, and you're going to direct it. I have no idea about this series at all. So I would, for me, my idea would be, how do I get to a point where I can understand where to start 
to that's create where, this. That's, that's where you, you sit reading. down with the source material. You start reading and, and, and watching. But where do you start? The very beginning. I'm if sure you're, so, if you're, you can if have you're one person about, tell you where to start. Yeah. That's the thing. You don't need a group to tell you where to start. The group thing can't Bandai is probably going to tell you where to start. Yeah, the group thing yeah. can't start the, con- the the process. Because if you, if you do, you get you get the 50 monkeys working on 50 typewriters, and they're going to make the greatest novel in the world, and it just says it was the best of times, <laughs> it was the blurst of times. You stupid monkey, and then throw <laughs> stuff back in it. It just, the, the group think idea... It doesn't work because Man. you do have to look at look at Warner Brothers as almost like a groupthink idea for DC films. Now we have all these DC films that are totally different from one another versus what we got with Marvel, which is Avi Arad moving into Kevin Feige is one person that took these different directors and different actors and different producers and different you know money people and these people and put them all into this sort of lane and saying, you know, Taika Waititi can do this, but he can't do this. He can't go out here. You know, we can have the Ant Man film be this, but Edgar Wright's film is like on another planet. And can I use work. this this person? No, because he's you yeah. Know. And that's those those all those pieces are there. So you need that type of. I think we it's are doing a lot of hand some, motions. We are. Yeah, a lot of stuff there. <laughs> I'm just trying to explain the concept to you guys. No one's listening anyway. <laughs> this is where we need to to do a Twitch or you know video live streaming. <laughs> We can't um, do Twitch. We're not yeah, but hot no, girl playing video games. So if if you were if you were to you know just Joe Schmo director, hot director of the yeah. hour, they're going to you're going to sit down with the creators, the whoever owns the rights, and they're going to say, right. "Here's where we'd like you to start." You know, this is what our suggestion is, and then you're going to say, "Okay, give me that source material for that for for that character or that." idea and then you're going to sit down for a couple months with that uh, that source material and you're going to make notes and you're going to pick out things that you like with it and then you're going to do a first draft and then you're going to take that first draft and you're going to read through it and probably throw it out and then do a second draft and probably time you get to the third or fourth draft you're going to hand it to the to the uh, owner of the rights and they're going to and read they're going to throw it. it out they're going to read through it and they're well, going to, i mean look look what happened with black panther yeah. you had a, a black director pitch for that they didn't like it yeah, and then Ryan Coogler pitched for it, and they said, "No, we really like that. We want, we want, we want that idea." We saw it with Star Wars. We had Colin Trevorrow apparently, you know, give a pitch that was pretty awesome, from what we read, <laughs> and they threw it out. Yeah, and they gave it to. I still the one of the you know now probably a dozen things that behind the scenes things I'm dying to know in Disney's version of Star Wars is what the hell is Michael Arndt's first script for Episode Seven? Yeah, because they threw out George's idea because George is like bugs, and they're like, "Thanks, <laughs> see you later." <laughs> so we've got a couple of bugs. One's named Annie. One's named G- out. <laughs> Get out. Um, but remember, Michael Arnson no. wrote that script. Yeah, and then when they brought JJ in to direct, JJ removed that script, and then he brought his writing partner in and said, "Let's write Star Wars." Ba- basically, off of people going, we need to have it go back to the space offer. That it, you know. yeah. Remember the guys that we interviewed? Yeah, and that's the feeling of it is fine. Mm-hmm. It's right. just when you get to a weird point where you're just like, this is pretty much just episode four. Yeah. And then you have to figure, we started it with it being about Luke Skywalker, and then it became about a big death planet again. Yeah. So uh, Lucy Liu's joining Shazam... <laughs> What a segue. No, I've got to laugh. <laughs> Lucy Liu is my friend Dog's like favorite actress. Actress of all like, time. Just super attracted to her or whatever. So when I and Shazam is his favorite DC film. Is it really? Yes, because he's like it's so oh, much. So fun. Doug's really I see this one. Yeah. <laughs> so I wrote and I said, just in case you needed 
you needed more uh, more motivation. Just wanted me. <laughs> so he's like, I'm standing in line now. And then his wife says, thanks a lot, Chris. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure he knew. Didn't want him to miss that news. So I saw that. As soon as I saw it, I started busting up laughing. Because he had just posted like a couple of days before that he'd rewatched Shazam. It's like, this is my favorite DC film. Yeah. Because it's so easy to rewatch. You know, like in the new Star Wars canon again, like Rogue One is the easiest one for me to rewatch because it's just put it on. Actually, probably right. Solo is. But one of those two is just like, just put it on, watch it, and go. You know, Last Jedi, I watch it, and then I'm thinking about weird stuff. Um <laughs> So we already know Helen Mirren's going to be in this as Hespera. Lucy Liu's playing Callisto. And Lucy Liu's playing Callisto. If I read Shazam, I know who all these people are. <laughs> Same. Well, it's, <laughs> it's Fury of, I know, Fury I know of the Shazam. Gods. I know Billy Batson. Yep. I know Shazadam. <laughs> Shazadam. And I know Mary Marvel, and that's about it. So we already were introduced to the other six hero gods. Mm-hmm. Sure. In the in the first one. Yeah. Now we're going to be introduced to their counterparts in Fury of the Gods. So we're probably going to have I don't know if we're going to get all seven you know villains. At this point I wouldn't be surprised if Black Adam shows up. Yeah. Or well, it depends on. on I don't know. Say Black Adam really has nothing to do with this. Yes, because it doesn't. It doesn't totally fit. It in. doesn't no. totally fit in there. What at they all. should do is have the Rock show up as the Rock. <laughs> that would be amazing. They had Superman show up from the S down at the very end. <laughs> it's not an S. From the symbol down. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. This. I mean, the first one. First one was a fun movie to watch, but it was not a. It wasn't something a, I rewatched after watching it in the theater, though. I've watched it twice. Yeah, it's a, you know, the second time was not as good as the first time, but it's still. Did it's, you watch the turtle sequel twice? I mean, you watch some weird <laughs> stuff twice. Watching Lord of the Rings right now. I say, I'm proud of you for rewatching something that's good. Oh my god, I forgot how really good that movie is. Oh, we did that a couple of years ago. We watched all three of them in three consecutive weeks. Yeah. We need to do that again. It's so good. I'm thinking no at this point. <laughs> After the look. <laughs> I haven't seen Lord of the Rings in like 15 years. I think so. we did it because like you and I were both out of work. <laughs> so it didn't turn the day. <laughs> <laughs> we are just like just sitting here watching three hours of Lord of the Rings. Like a bunch of, what I didn't realize, out of work bum nerds. What I didn't realize with that movie, with especially the extended ones, is that... The last 20 minutes is nothing but special thanks to the fan club. So of each of the movies, the last 20 minutes is nothing but fan club names. Yeah. That's fascinating because you never see fans get acknowledged that much in films. I think he said a couple of times that the one ring.net helped make that film. Yeah. Because it was like their passion convinced Miramax to be like, well, we'll for New Line or whatever to throw some money at this. The One Ring dot net played a big part in those and, and with Peter the Jackson Hobbit. Jackson sued the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Lucy Liu's joining the cast. Lucy Liu's. Does that make it, knowing that Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu are involved. I really don't care. I was going to say, do you care anymore about it? You now? can have great actors. If, if the script is terrible, it's going to be terrible. It's just no. It, it, it has nothing to do with any of that. It could I'm be the best movie the in the yet. world. It's Zachary Levi, and he will not go see it. 
I'm not going to go see it anyway. I'm not saying anything. I don't have a ton of interest in the first film because it just, DC films don't interest me very much. You throw in Zachary Levi, who I'm not a fan of. I could take her leave. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, as an actor, I'm sure he's fine. As a person, I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, by the, but the but by that you... logic, you must still love him because apparently I'm still in love with Jessica Alba because that's all you guys bring up. Yeah, but my thing for Zachary Levi wasn't with that I wanted to bang him and then all of a sudden that went away. You did. I, I think I remember you saying that. No, I he said did I was going to punch him in the he... face if I saw him at San Diego. And then I saw him across the street and Mikey <laughs> called me out on it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> now, if he got invited to the party, he would have been fine. No, I'm not going to that party. Yeah, Chris doesn't go to parties. Chris doesn't go to parties. <laughs> I'll go to parties. I have no interest in going to parties that I can just watch Zachary Levi on a balcony hanging out with David Tennant. What? I don't care. Yeah. Hey, now, if the Haunted Mansion had a party for its facelift, would you go? It does have a party. Yes. It's a swinging lake. <laughs> Come on. That was odd. And what, they got rid of the wallpaper. Yeah, I know. That seems dumb. <laughs> huh? Mm-hmm. No, they. I think they said they're open to getting rid of them. They haven't made the decision on changing yeah. that yet. I was, every time I see that, I'm shocked that's still in there. That's the petition. Yes. That... Yes. Yeah. Yes, the petition. There's a petition to get rid of the wallpaper. No, no, the the the, the, <laughs> the, the hanging the hanging ghost. The hanging, yes, ghost, the hanging the... ghost. There's there's refurbishments <laughs> that have done, which are just touch ups. They they re- change the wallpaper in the hallway. Yes, and then you know they think it's a new paint job and new, stuff. It's like when, and... when they redid, not redid, but they touched up Jungle Cruise a couple of years ago, and it was just basically to, to touch up the paints mm-hmm. on everything, like. The boa constrictor got a whole new paint job. Yeah, um, the piranhas got repainted and stuff like that. So there was those my, those cosmetic changes. The question is, did they change the bullet hole in the dining scene when you're going by and you see the bullet hole in the glass that's covered up by a spider because of the guy that brought his gun into the ride and it oh, fired? I've never heard of that. Before. No, you've never seen it. No. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a big as you're getting to the end of the. Uh, I'm sure, I've seen it, but I was I never realized that's what it was. As, yeah. as you're getting did to, the, to did, did he think that the two the dueling portraits were actually <laughs> shooting at him? <laughs> no, apparently he brought in his gun, and this was like when the park first opened, so it was like in the 50s. Guy brought in the gun in his pocket. You and think he's it would sitting... replace the glass by now? It's been around for 60 years. Here's yeah, the problem. Left it. Here's the problem because the glass is one giant piece. And for them to do that, they'd have to cut off the entire roof of the whole building. Wow. And lift the piece of glass out. They could just shatter the piece. Yeah, but how are they going to replace it then? Don't put a piece. They have to. That's oh, how the, the, the holograms work. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so yeah, well, what they did is they done. put a, a spider right in the middle of the glass. Interesting. Covering up the bullet hole. I'm sure I've seen the spider. I didn't know that was a spider. No. Yeah, it's like as you're getting to the end of the, uh, of, of the dining yeah. room. It's about three quarters in. You know, you'll huh. see it. Well, if I ever go back, <laughs> but yeah, they, they've done some touch-ups and some prettying up the the ghosts. You imagine they've probably done that with everything there. <laughs> I know, right? Well, had the time. Sounds like it because the carousel, uh, King Arthur's carousel, now has a new roof. They mm-hmm. repainted the roof. I think that was because wasn't the carousel closed just before the pandemic? Yes, because they were redoing a bunch of stuff in Fantasy Yes, because they read, redid. They were redoing. They were redoing a lot of the lines. I think Peter Pan was closed the last time I went, all the way in 2019, or maybe I just saw pictures of the fact they mm. had those boards because I think they're they're extending the roof 
of the line, what they did with Dumbo. Right. They moved the way the line moves for Dumbo so that they could cover all of it. So if you're on that hot day in June, you're not sitting in a line outside. No, Peter Pan, you can't really move the line too much because of everything. No, you can't around move the it. line, but you can bring. Look, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, yes, you can extend the roof that out. You're always gonna have those those uh, those chains out for three quarters of the day, it's never less than the forty five minutes. If you're just like, just make them the you know the permanent pieces, right? And put a roof over it, yeah, so that people aren't waiting in. You know that aren't sitting in the sun in the middle of Fantasyland for so long. Especially. They did that with uh, Matterhorn too. They've done it with the Matterhorn. They did it with. Done it with a couple of things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm surprised they didn't do anything for it for uh, Haunted Mansion. But Haunted Mansion moves fairly well, quickly. I have a feeling they've done. There's a lot more refurbishments that we haven't heard about there's yet. Just little things oh, yeah. because it's not changing. Yeah, major pieces. I'm sure they made sure that all repainted everything. It's it's a small world. They probably went through and just like boy, that the dude that's just choking his chicken, literally choking Choking his chicken in Mexico. Hey, he's he's got a spot missing. You know, just the touch ups there. Well, they finally drained the water and replaced it with fresh water. Oh, it's still cancer water. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't changed that water since 1955. But now now they have the chance to do it. My thing is right after that the uh, when you get to the end of the Asian continent. And it has the the ladies on the um, pagoda that are bowing to you. And I always say you have to bow back, or else it goes to the right. And it's like a really dark, fast <laughs> ride, and you're gonna die. <laughs> like I said that in a boat once, and I was like, I'm like wait, what? Like, no, you don't have to. Well, they had uh, just like yelling at everybody. Splash <laughs> Mountain's been te- being tested. To, uh, yeah, running. Splash Mountain's been been. They've worked on that for like two years. Yeah, but they're supposed to be changing that and get rid of it. Yes, yeah. now. But they were even before that, they were working on pieces of it. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. people were talking about, oh, they're finally going to make the, the logs whiter. Like, you can't make the logs whiter. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be, it's not going to be singles. It's going to be doubles. It's like, that, no. But we're fat. We can't yeah. fit. <laughs> well, no, the idea that you could put two people, two people side by side. Side yeah. by side. Because that's the way it is in Disney World. Yeah. Yeah, because they built that differently. My favorite thing to do when you like being an a hole on a ride is when you get to the top of Indiana Jones. You have chosen greed. Who opened their eyes? <laughs> he tells you not to look. Come on. <laughs> or you yell at the driver the whole time. No, not this. Why did you ride into the? Why did you drive to the snakes? Don't go over the bridge. Don't go. Why are you going over the bridge? Come on. So we also know that June fourth, Marvel Land opens in CDA. They're going to call it Marvel Land. DCA. Avengers Campus. Avengers Campus. Get it right. (laughs) Avengers Campus. (laughs) Your your enunciation was interesting. Campus. Campus. If Um, you can, you can piss. (laughs) Avengers Campus. Which, hopefully that'll clear up some of the uh, traffic to Star Wars land. No. I know. Because there's nothing there yet. Right? I mean, is there is there actually a ride that opens with the campus, yeah. or is it just... No, the, uh, you have a Spider-Man ride that opens with the campus. Uh, is that the one where they shoot you across the park out of a cannon? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they just hit you onto, like, a... Well, see, here's the thing. <laughs> I, think there's, I think there's two rides within the campus, and then Galaxy's, uh, Galaxy's Edge. Then there's also the Guardians of the Galaxy. But I think either that or there's just it's the Spider-Man ride, part of it, yeah. or and the Guardians of the Galaxy. So That's there's just going to be like two, maybe two, maybe three rides. Yeah, it, yeah. It's called Star Wars Land, right? <laughs> I know. It's hey, come here, come here, come here. 
Check out this it's Avengers exactly like, merchandise section. Right. It's Look exactly at this Avengers like restaurant. Yeah. The whole thing is just going to be the giant campus. You walk in and it's like, buy this shirt. Buy this. Uh, buy what I hope. Buy man. this one. Oh, no, no, what I hope is that they have like shields that you could make for $200 that light up. Oh, God. That you can just stand in line for for a whole time while your family looks at you and says, why are you buying this? Why? And then Build your own Captain America shield. Go right into the closet. Build your own mm-hmm. Iron Man gauntlet. Everybody got quiet. <laughs> well, it's rest, because it's the, true. The <laughs> rest of us are going to be on, on Pirates of the Caribbean, and you're like, I'll make him my shield. Um, but no, you'll have Spider-Man swinging No, all they overhead. have to do is make your own Bucky arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there. there we go. <laughs> they cut your arm off. Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Well, sir, we're going to test out the new technology we're working on on this lightsaber. We're going to cut your arm off. <laughs> give, me, give me my uh, vibranium arm. All right, let's go. It ain't going to be vibranium. It's going to be out of aluminum. <laughs> if you're lucky. It's been a tin. If, it, if it's a whole working arm that you know, he can still function that with. I can crush with a bare hand. <laughs> it's like the, beer, the, the pyramid at, Buff, at Duff Gardens. It takes three grown men to lift it. 89 immigrant workers died in its construction. <laughs> He's just gonna be walking arm swings and hits a doorknob or something. Be <laughs> 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 like the episode; it just falls off. Um, hopefully, though, they've worked out the the you know the drones and stuff for over uh, Batu. You know, because they're supposed to have spaceships mm-hmm. flying overhead and droids walking around and stuff. There was one day that we went that they they we saw one, didn't we? They had a droid. They didn't have any. I thought uh, we saw something fly through the sky. That's your imagination. You were so immersed, so immersed in Disney Imagineering. <laughs> You're so no, I immersed. could have sworn though we saw something, but yeah, it was called a plane. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. You're seeing a plane that loaded Disneyland. You're in trouble. <laughs> or a helicopter. Doing some of those police helicopters get over really, really low. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like when you go to Dodger Stadium, and because the um, the police campus is right there, the training facility. Sometimes there's you know, helicopters will come in. And they come in police real campus. alone. Camp yes. Camp they come in yes. real low and they kind of like, like do a circle around Dodger Stadium to see like what's going on and then they go. Yeah. Uh, speaking Camp of Bucky yes. and his arm, yes. Winter Soldier episode four dropped. So if the Winter Soldier's arm dropped is is made out of aluminum and it gets hit in a door and so it's got like a big, you know, big old dent crease. Yeah. Is it Bucky Dent? Oh, God. Is it? That's terrible. Get out. That's one more time. Terrible. There's no one listening to this who actually knows who Bucky Dent is. Oh, God. <laughs> Including the people in this room. <laughs> yes. Or Bucky Dent. <laughs> anyway. So anyways. Uh, spoilers for anybody that may not have seen it. Yahoo, have- Yahoo spoiled it for you that night. You have the return... Of the actual Falcon, you can call it the Falcon and the Winter Soldier again, mm-hmm. not Sam and Bucky. Well, you had the Falcon for the first two episodes. Episode three, you didn't I don't have. Think you had him in the second. I don't think he wears the suit in the second one at sure all. Sure, he does because that's the truck. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so out of four episodes, he's been, he's been the Falcon the, for three. Yeah, but he wasn't <laughs> in it all the time. Hmm. It was. It was. Apparently, hmm. that, that scene in episode two is really short. Good really thing short. that the show is short. Called. Yeah, it was pretty short. 
It's a good thing that this show is called The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Then. It's definitely not called Redbird and the Redbird and the Winter Soldier because they, <laughs> they cracked that thing earlier. Like, this is way too expensive. <laughs> Speaking of cracking, uh, John Walker gave us a big shock. By taking crack. <laughs> he, Literally. He, he took the serious. Wyatt Russell is on crack. Have you seen what he looks like now? Yes. He's got a beard that like comes to the bottom of his neck. Do you blame him? <laughs> the dude's in hiding. Apparently, he's getting death threats. <laughs> that is pretty Again, Stupid. never have a focus group of super fans. <laughs> uh, sorry, Wyatt. We're going to have to kill you because the focus group said we should shoot you in the skull on live TV. Uh-huh. Welcome to Wonderful World of Disney. <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> it's, it's a shame that. They literally, everybody on Twitter associated with the show has to say that the character and actor are not the same Not even that. There's normal people out there that are like, they see what's happening and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I should also say it so that my (laughs) dumbass friend here who's ready to go out and shoot an actor over a role that he's playing. There's so many people on YouTube and Twitch that you can go shoot instead. Okay, let me me just say this real quick. If... You hate the actor for the character he's playing. He's doing his job correctly. Yes. What about Sebastian Stan getting a haircut that you wanted to kill him for? <laughs> I didn't want to kill him. I just said it wasn't my I Bucky. Got my but, hair. but I also have said I completely understand why. Because he, he looks so you, much better. You talk about. He looks like an adult. You talk about the Falcon not being in the show. He is not the Winter Soldier now. Unless Baron Zemo tells him to be. This is the, correct. This is Falcon and the Bucky. Sure <laughs> the title doesn't really roll doesn't off the top. ring as well. He's going to change his name to the Bucky. Because he's not... When you know he's not, he's not the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier right now. You see the Winter Soldier in it with the flashbacks. There you go. But he's not... Right now, he's not Bucky. You know, I mean, uh, he's not Winter Soldier. <laughs> he's always Bucky. When no, when he's a Winter Soldier, he's not Bucky at all. That is true. That is very true. I'll give you that. He's still James Buchanan Barnes. He's not. No, he's not because he's he's brainwashed. He's a murderous Adrian of High. Technically, on his birth certificate, it's still James Buchanan Barnes. Technically, he's dead. <laughs> he's declared dead in World War II when he falls off of a train from like ten miles up, and then little arms, little. Arms, Cannon Barnes, he, he, come with me. He just fell on Such his arm. Barnes. No, he, his arm disappears. <laughs> he no fell arm. on his well, arm. That's the thing is he no was grabbing the mountainside as he's going down and just tore off. That's what you should have seen. It's like the arm's just swinging around. Steve just holds up the arm. No, as Armin Zola's oh. saying, oh, oh, Sergeant, man. Sergeant Barnes, and then you just see the arm. Oh, okay. Save that. <laughs> what if that's the end? You find his actual arm on ice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> here i think we found something that belongs to you that'd be like the handing, arm is in the shield it's like handing luke skywalker his hand back i'm sure that's somewhere <laughs> so that's another story i mean that's some, for another story they find it in the eu that's how they make loads that's a story yeah. for another time the story for Which, another day. did you see what i sent you about mandalorian season three no i'm not gonna read that that's stupid yeah nobody's read that <laughs> they were talking about uh What's his name? What was the long-bearded guy, uh, Jedi, in uh, the Thrawn trilogy? It was the a long... Oh, Jonah... Was a, jo, uh, Jahoris Cyborg. Jahoris. Yes. Hey, Jomasa. They're saying that... <laughs> it's, it's John Jones. Yes. 
They're saying that Jahoris could come back. At, Joe, Joe Jonas. No, they're saying that, that he He's could be. He's not. They're not touching anything from the EU. <laughs> they're saying that he could be introduced and. In, Just leave those articles. I know. Don't, don't they even can, send them. They said know. he could be. That means no, that no, article no. is just speculation. I know. It's, it's a bullshit article. But yeah, that's what everybody is saying. Like the thing you sent me that you were so gung crazy that Luke's the owner of the, the Darksaber. I'm like, shut up. No, that was and my I theory. Wasted my time just going through trying to prove you wrong. I just spent a day like none of this makes any sense. It was my theory because if you, if no, we're not getting into this. this is Winter Soldier, you want to talk about Bucky? Okay, we'll talk about Bucky instead. Which could be Luke Skywalker so at some Bucky point. Bucky is the owner of the dark saber. <laughs> he, well, he could be Luke Skywalker at some points to see how everything comes back around into no, a nice big circle. Right. No, it's got a nice no. package we'll spend too much with, time it, with, with a nice silver and green bow. No. No. Silver and green because Bucky's arm is silver and the lightsaber is green. Not really silver anymore. It's like a dark gray and gold. Winter Soldier's arm is silver. He's not the Winter Soldier anymore. <laughs> um, You're invalidating your own argument. You okay, talking so about how he's not the Winter Soldier anymore. This episode, we want to talk about the episode? I don't know. We, I don't know. You keep talking about a green and silver arm. Um, we have an episode where stuff actually happens. Yes. So that's that's big. And then supposedly they've said... That episode five is supposedly the strongest one of the season. And there's a lot of people saying stuff's been leaked, which I've been trying to avoid all Look, week. They said that about WandaVision. And <laughs> I'm just saying, I believe it when I see it at this point. Well, the strongest, I think, is just, I mean, there's a lot that happens in this. Yes. There's a lot of different pieces that, that kind of come together. And a lot of it has to do with this state of this new world. And the conversations in this were very interesting, punctuated by like four action scenes. Mm-hmm. There's right. a lot going on in this. But Sam's uh, conversation with Carly, uh, John Walker's conversation with Battlestar. And I think that's one of the big ones that, mm-hmm. that what I'm talking about and thinking about it is that idea that the movies have given us the big picture. Yes. The end of the world, or at the very least, the super part of the world. The big yeah. three. You know, you've got... The Avengers versus space aliens. You've got Ant-Man stealing tech to stop Cross from, you know, building a robot army to take over the world. But in this, they're telling you, the world's still going on. There's still a war in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And that's never been actually said out loud, as far as I can tell. Other than Iron Man 1. Maybe. Because remember, he goes to Afghanistan. He goes to Afghanistan, but he's not necessarily talking about there being a war in Afghanistan as we know it. We know that there's a military presence in the Middle East. I don't right. even think they say he's in Afghanistan. It's he assumed. It, exactly. There's a title. There's no... There's a title card. Afghanistan. Yeah, okay. say. But here, the idea being when... Oh, I can't remember Battlestar's real name. Galactica. Get out. <laughs> Just get out. Malcolm? No, not Malcolm. Ouch. There he is. And they're having that conversation about... <laughs> Where, where's our hold music? Yeah. Oh, we should probably have that. <laughs> uh, and then in the middle of the hold music, you start to say something. Nerdables will be right back after this message. Please hold. Nerdables will Your call is important to us. Your listenership is important to us. Please hold while we look something up. Oh, God, I really want that now. I think we can probably do that. I'll drive Doug nuts. <laughs> <laughs> the other Doug, not the Doug. Uh, the conversation that they have mm-hmm. where he says, what if I had the super serum? Lamar. Lamar. Um, 
What if I had the super serum when we Malcolm. were in Afghanistan? <laughs> Malcolm know. Lamar. <laughs> I don't know. Make there's, a, there's an L in there somewhere. Um, there's an M and an L and an A. There's a lot of the same letters. It's not in the same order. <laughs> so, so anyway, if we had the super serum in Afghanistan, if I had it, and Lamar says, can you imagine how many lives we would have saved? Mm-hmm. And that's that. this sort of dichotomy of, of what they talked about with Sam, what Sam's sister says to him. You're going off and saving the world. That's great. But you disappeared for five years because you're doing this. You what come back and fight Thanos and everything. I'm just trying to keep figure out if we're going to keep the boat or not. Lamar and John are fighting a war in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Why does that war exist in the world of the Avengers? That's I mean, that's the sort of thing that as a kid you don't you don't even pay attention to, but as you get older and you start deconstructing some of these things, as I've said for right. years, once you start thinking about there's a DC story in which Ollie's adopted daughter has AIDS. And immediately went like, how the hell does AIDS exist in the DC universe? Yeah. With Mr. Terrific. No. Kind of, what? You know, well, you have you have you have Reed Richards building a a suits for the X-Men that don't rip off when they're hit with like a moon and the suit for him. So that when he stretches his ding dong doesn't fall out. Well, Peter Quill's mom dies of cancer. Yeah. Granted, and that's space again, cancer. Space cancer. Marvel. <laughs> well, ego gives her, yeah. causes her to get cancer. Captain Marvel dies of cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, how does Reed not be able to fix him? And like, why did, and, and that's the thing is when you start putting well, your Monica's head into mom it, died of cancer. It's exactly Monica's mom, but see, the MCU universe is a little bit smaller. It's also a little bit more realistic than the comic. Book. Some to a certain degree, but how has Tony not fixed HIV yet? Yeah. How is how is Doctor Strange not figured out how to cure cancer magically? Right. Although we know why, because it's the end of the first one. Is is uh, um, uh, Baron Mordo? taking that power back is like, this isn't right. Sure. It's, it always comes down or to like the natural order of things are still there. You have the mutants and you have, you yeah. know, um, but that some of the pieces in this are like, this is the real world of what's happening. When mm-hmm. people, when three and a half billion people come back all of a sudden, where do we put them? Because we spent five years trying to figure out where the people who are left are going to. So if you move, and then Bill and, and Jill come back. Thought he was going well, with we, Ted. I really thought he was going we, with Ted. We own this house. This is our house. Well, right, but we're living in it right now. But you can't live in it because that's our house. Where's my stuff? I, 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 didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. Okay, so you have a government agency that says Bill and Jill are going to live in that house. And so they take Tom and Susan out. Where are Tom and Susan going to go? Well, we had that house. Right, but that house got bought by people who were still here. And so now they're living there. Where am I supposed to go? There. You're going to go into that camp until we figure this out. You're mm. going to go here until we figure this out. I mean, it's only six months after the snap. Yeah. So all these things. So when Carly starts telling you all of these things through through Sam, and Sam's saying she's not exactly wrong. Mm-hmm. It's the way she's going about it. Well, yeah. Once you start murdering people. Right. Well, Zemo and Sam's conversation is very poignant, too. Yeah. When you get to the super serum. So, uh, super serum. Super Soldier Serum. There we go. I knew there, was, I knew there was a word I was there's missing. Super the Serum triple Soldier. X. Yeah, it's, it's, there, just, it's just a big liquid soldier. There, 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 I knew there was a word I was missing. I just couldn't find it. You don't call it the SS Serum. Or <laughs> I started to type that one in, the, and it was capital S's. I started to type that in nope. you know, one of our texts. I was like, 
Oh, wait. I can't put SS. <laughs> the SS serum? The FBI is at your door. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, the, their discussion of should there be super soldiers and... Zemo's yeah. idea that every time there's a super soldier, something bad happens, except... And he says, well, how do you explain Captain America? Right. And he says, that's the... That's the exception. Not, he yeah. can't. That was the one thing he couldn't explain. It's it's the the meme that I saw is the great um <sighs> what's the doctor who gives him the serum in First Avenger? Oh I, god, um I can't Seeger? No, no, it's it's German. Yes. Um But the conversation he has with Steve where it says Continue to be a good man. Mm-hmm. Don't be a perfect soldier. And then the, it shows on the bottom, the perfect man is Steve, and the perfect soldier is John. Yeah, because all John cares about is being a soldier. Steve also knows the, Steve. Steve early on. That's it goes back to his conversation with Tony and Tony telling him, "We're not soldiers. Mm-hmm. We can't be soldiers." That that kind of grows into what we see in Civil War. Yeah, where they flipped. Where Tony's like, "We need to be told what to do." And Steve's like, no, we don't. We're not soldiers. We we have to make that decision where we're going to be. And in implied now, as you realize this real world's existing, Steve makes the decision not to go to Afghanistan. Steve makes the decision not to bring his Avengers group with Wanda and Vision and War Machine to Afghanistan to fight the Taliban. No, we're going to go after Crossbones because he was our problem. Mm-hmm. He's Hydra. He's turned into a super beast because of what they've done to him. We, that, that's our problem. We're going to take care of that. We're going to take care Erskine? of these things. Erskine. 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 Dr. Erskine. Yeah. Erskine. And so there's, there's, there's these pieces that you can pull out that, you know, it's, it's not like well, the, it's also the, what the, we've been doing with WandaVision, but the, talk the, the of, idea of, of some of these pieces we've seen in all these movies kind of come into where we're at and that the dichotomy of this is there's a real world situation that we have to deal with now. And this is what I was hoping for with, with the movies and whatever we had after the blip was that we would deal with the idea of the blip. Here it is. It's right here. And it is that the world is very different and it's very dangerous mm-hmm. all of a sudden because there are a whole bunch of people that have come back. They're trying to figure out their lives. The people that are still on the planet figuring out their lives. Tony Stark is dead. Steve Rogers has disappeared for all intents and purposes because he's 90 or whatever. Mm-hmm. We have a Captain America who gives up his shield. We have Wanda take over a town and then disappear. We well, don't Walker know what's happened with people like uh, um, Ant-Man. Uh, any of them. An- Ant-Man. Uh, uh, War Machine. Clint. Well, we, know, where, where, we, we know, know what's going on with War Machine. Well, he's still... Well, he's we still will at some point. He's still working. With, he's yes, still but, in but the military. What is, what is his role? Where, where is, what is he doing? He sure. probably... You know, has he gone back to be just a member of the Air Force? Right. He was on the World Council. Not the World Council. He was on the Security Council with... with, uh, mm. with Ross? Um, no. Um... Black Widow, when you get to the beginning yes. of, of Endgame, he's a part of this council. You have the, this, not only did we see the Chitari nine years ago or whatever, we had an alien demigod come to him. You know, like we've had, we had this mystical thing that we've moved. This is effed up. Yeah. This is nuts. And and half of us disappeared and half of us come back. And you know, someone like, like what would like, um, what uh, Scott would be dealing with with the fact that his daughter is, f- he lost five years with his daughter. She's now almost Clint an adult. Clint is coming back to, all my kids are five years older. Uh-huh. My wife's five years older. And then you have, you know, 
we'll we'll see what happens in terms of like Black Panther two. What happened when T'Challa is gone for five years? Right. What happens in you know you have? Um, do we do we we skipped that one, didn't we? What's that? The petition for Black Panther two. Yeah, we did. Um, Justin, we can also talk about the the Loki trailer. Um, it just and and so we see like this new. To me, one of the fascinating things of this show is it really deals with that. Well, John that Walker says in this. bolts of what happened and where we are and the difference between the super superhero, right. the Sam who's on the Avengers, the Bucky who fought in this you know, intergalactic war thing that we've seen, and John and Lamar who are in the desert shooting Taliban. But John even says in this, they, the world needs a different type of Captain America. Yeah, they can't have the, you know, the 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 flag waving Mister Goody Captain America. The world needs somebody that's more aggressive, but also expects to be loved for it. Right? Because mm-hmm. there's something somebody brought up. You realize John has referred to himself as Captain America numerous times. Yes, Steve never refers to himself as Captain America. Correct. It's something totally missed. You know, it's just like well, when, John always introduces himself. Exactly. Steve. Hi, I'm Captain America. Yeah. Yes. Like Steve he will never, never Steve never utters the words Captain America in, re, in, in relation to himself. Mm-hmm. But that's where you also have where John is trying so hard to be Captain America. And you see that in this episode. That's why he takes the, the super soldier serum. Wow, why is that so hard for me to say? The super soldier. I should do that before, you know, when I do my tongue twisters before. I should be doing that one. Super soldier serum. Um, What's called the serum? He, when he, he gets to, he realizes during this. Whoa. Sorry. That he needs to have, you know, he can't be Captain America. He can't even fight off, you know, these super soldiers, you know, that Carly and her gang because he's not strong enough. You know, all he can do is throw the shield. Well, we find out in this episode why he's going to not win against Super Soldiers. Because he runs into the door of Mayoshe. Yes. Who are badass chicks from Wakanda who kick his ass six ways from Sunday. Who are not even Super Soldiers. Because he says at the soldiers. end, they're not even Super Soldiers. Right. And that's a great, I mean, it's a great scene that when you see what happens next... You realize his, you know, his motivation not only from his conversation with Lamar, uh-huh. but the fact that he just got his ass handed to him by three women who have spent their entire lives. Well, four because he got it by Carly yeah, too. Well, just the idea in that scene. Yes, three women walk in and beat the crap out of him. Well, Bucky and Falcon stand there and watch. They disarm his shield. They kick him his ass six ways from Sunday, and basically, once he gets his shield back in his hand trap him so he can't move well then she picks up the shield at the end and it and puts it on her like you know like she's captain america yeah you know it's just like i I thought she was gonna hit him with it i thought she was too he does that you know that that cap move where he just Mm puts it out um and then even when other people try to stop them like okay this is enough they literally get disarmed (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) falcon okay bucky help him (laughs) she goes over and just hits him with the this weird move with her fingers. My favorite is just the look on his face. It's like, well, shit. <laughs> like he didn't even know that happened. And then I get yeah. this. I get this message from Ethan. Huh? How'd that make you feel? <laughs> My arm hurts <laughs> just watching that. <them. laughs> well, I did see someone. 
trying to say that she used the uh, the Konami code on him. <laughs> I <laughs> love this. Chick, 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 donk. <laughs> I love the meme with Rocket where it says, can you teach me that? Yeah. <laughs> get that on. Oh, I'm going to get that on. <laughs> um, so it's, it's a great scene, but, and it's got... You know, it's it's a fun sequence in, in terms of the action and Did you think what's that, going on, but it means something. It gives him that motive, that extra motivation. Like, how the hell am I supposed to beat Carly and a half a dozen or a dozen mm-hmm. or whatever other guys that are just as strong? I can't even beat these three women who, yes, very well trained, but he's even in that kind of asshole mentality that he already has. Well, I just get my ass kicked by three women. Right. Mm-hmm. You, know? you, you can already see him losing it psychologically throughout this thing where he's starting to get oh, yeah, a tick. No, he's nuts. Yeah. Um, did you think that uh, Zima was going to take the serum when he saw it? I guess if I'm being honest, yeah, probably. I wasn't surprised when he starts crushing it because it is like Zemo's thing has always been deconstruction. Correct. And so that's kind of his thing is to not let his ultimate goal in this new pantheon, this new world for him at the end of this should be like, I'm not going to let there be another Avengers. Right. Like this is ridiculous because they're not doing the things that they need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, the Avengers just flew away from Sokovia. The Avengers, you know, helped kill my, my, my wife mm-hmm. and daughter. Um, son. You guys and a son. You never, you know, you, you never pick up your mistakes and everything. Right. And I had you, I had you broken up and yet you came back together because this giant, you know, uh, out of necessity, yeah. Really. Grimace came out of space and was like, "I got some stones." <laughs> space Grimace, Space Grimace. I didn't think he was going to take it because of the conversation he had regarding super soldiers. That's now, after. It's after. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Because then it's it's. I think that scene is made to be like, "Oh, is he going to pick it up or is he going to destroy it?" And then when he right. destroys it, you have to tell the audience like, "Why did he destroy it?" Mm-hmm. And of course, he misses the one. Which was obvious. <laughs> yeah. And you know, as soon as John picks it up, you know he's going to take it. Right. But it's just, it's a question of, does he take it this episode or the next one? Yeah. You know, as soon as he that, picked it up, I'm like, no. <laughs> well, like, damn it. It's just like the conversation that Carly has with one of the guys when he's talking about how, you know, he respected and grew up liking and wanting to be like Captain America. And, you know, Captain America was his idol and everything like this. You knew what was going to happen to him. Yeah. You know. Anytime they give a background character or a lot of screen time, you're like, you're gone. Well, when you get the most screen time that you do with Lamar in this episode, like he did. Yeah. He's going to die. Mm. And to have him die almost out of, again, out of recklessness, Carly kicks him. Yep. Not necessarily intending to kill him, but the way that he hits the column breaks his neck. Mm. And you can see her in the face like, oh, I'm done. I got to get out of here. And so everyone runs away. Well, you can scene, even see the remorse on her face. Yeah. And it's the thing of. It's not like when she bombed the it's, building. It's. It's. Well, the remorse might be like, "Oh crap!" Right. Well, I think like, it's, how am I how am I supposed to have a conversation with Sam? That's now? it. That's exactly what it yeah, was. Like that's done. And, you know, already she mistrusts him because you know John barges in on their conversation. Right. But the part of it being, yeah, when he first hits that one dude or whatever, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, what did you do?" You I thought they were going to show back. him take it, but instead, they, they it's <laughs> not really necessary to show it. No. When the, you see the way you see it again is. Is it this episode or next episode? Oh, it's this episode. He's already got it. Yeah. And that's as soon as Lamar dies, you know something bad's going to happen. Right. And he goes and murders somebody. Although he, he takes it before Lamar's dead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because he takes it right after the battle. He takes it after. He, 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 it's insinuated he takes it right after uh, he gets kicked, in, you know, he gets the ass kicked by the door of the laundry. Yes. Um, and then at the end. there for Zemo who, who escapes. Just, just love yeah, just Zemo just down. escapes through a secret tunnel in the bathroom. Well, just like the sewer drain in the yeah, bathroom, yeah. basically. The people love doing the sewer drain thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everybody on the bottom of the street. That's how everybody gets away in Winter Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but then you, we end with Captain America. So you have you have bludgeoning somebody to death John, with the well, shield. Not even bludgeoning; he cuts his head off. Yeah, that's true. The insinuate, That's why I showed that the 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 first panel, and apparently John Walker did this in the comics as well. But the thing that I always remember when I was a kid was that there was the point where Steve kills like a vampire, right, in England when he's with um, Union Jack, and yeah. the panel is just the the shadow that you see him lifting. The, or bringing the shield down as the panel before you see him kind of straddling over the chest of this vampire Dracula or whatever it is and Union Jack's eyes and his mask are like as big as dinner plates like holy crap yeah and that's how he kills him and apparently John does kind of the same thing whether he kills somebody or not but he uses the shield and you know the edge of the shield to do it in front of a crowd in with front of cell a crowd phones of people with yeah and they've done it in a couple of places where the, the crowd has cell phones mm-hmm. yeah it's a nice look of you know what to do in an, and then the last shot we get is of him standing there with the shield of blood on it the shield of blood which it. as i said in in that thread there are moments within the MCU that stand out as iconic moments mm-hmm. whether they're for good or evil Zemo dancing this is one of those iconic moments where, you know, you're looking at this, especially w- within this episode, they made the shield into such a symbol. And then within the, you know, then you, if you expand out from that within the show, they made it a symbol. We expand out from that within the MCU, there's like two major, really major symbols mm-hmm. as far as artifacts. You have the shield and you have Meow Meow. <laughs> meow Meow. Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Yeah. I know. I was just, you know. I can't help it. I love it. The thing with the shield that is done here, and part again of what this is, is the legacy of Steve, is that the shield wasn't the symbol, it was Steve. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's the thing. Is the shield was the symbol of Steve. Now, what is that symbol when Steve's gone? Right. What does the shield represent when Steve's gone? And that's why Sam gives it up. Yes. Part of it. It's like, I'm not Steve. Mm-hmm. It's not that the shield doesn't matter. It's who's holding it, and in Sam's eyes, in Sam's, Sam's eyes, in, Sam's in Bucky's heart, eyes, in Sam's heart, he says, "I'm not, I'm not worthy of what Steve was." The hell with the shield, right? I can't be Captain America because that's who Steve was. Now it, we see the shield being passed on to somebody else, and that person is unworthy of it. In a way, they've made it into Mjolnir. Yes, who's worthy of holding that shield? If only it would just slam to the ground where he couldn't pick it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and we've seen we've seen people hold the shield in this, but in that Bucky's are, eyes, I mean, that have, shield I, represents a, everything yeah, that Steve know. was. Yes, but it's still it's not the shield; it's Steve. So that's the thing that what they're talking about is that Steve makes the shield. Yes, the shield doesn't make Steve. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve says that it's at all one the, point. It's it's the same thing of of again. Go back to Avengers. Everything special about you came from a bottle. Yes. Completely untrue. That's exactly what Erskine was saying is the reason you survived the process is because your heart is bigger than everybody else's. The reason that you survived the process is that you're going to be a better man than you are going to be a soldier. The reason you have this process, this process worked from you by some sort of divine intervention if you want to. 
that that's you become this person because that's who you were meant to be. The heart, what we get from Steve going up to it is his heart, his determination, his pride, his, his, his humility at the same time, his fighting spirit, fighting for what's right. All of that is given to you. That's the, that's the scene in the, in the alley. I can do this all day, getting his ass handed to him by three bullies and getting back up. And all the things that you see, he's just a good person. And if you give the shield to a good person, then the shield will mean something. Uh, see, here's the thing. I agree with you and I disagree with you because of Civil War. When Tony says that shield doesn't belong to you, that shield is Captain America. When he drops that shield, right? Because if you notice in, in Infinity War, he's not Captain America. He's not Captain America again until he uh, Tony hands him back the shield. In you're making my point. Tony believes it's the shield that's special. Steve doesn't care. Sure, I, I get that. As soon that. as he drops that shield, I'm the same person. For Steve, yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But as the symbol of Captain America, Steve is still Steve, but he's not Captain America. Right, and that's why there's no Captain America when Steve goes underground. Yes. He's just No, I, I, no I understand no, it's, that. It's, we're we're basically saying. saying the same thing. We're, we're the point, big, making the, the, two, two points on the same the, side of the shield. Is, it's, it, but the shield doesn't matter. And that's the end of Civil War to me. When he drops that shield, the shield doesn't matter. What does he walk away with? He doesn't walk away with a shield. What does he walk away with? Rich's boyfriend. Exactly. <laughs> he walks away with what matters. He just fought yes. a quote-unquote war for that person. Not for the shield. Not for the right Correct. to be Captain America. Everything Tony says, when he comes to the realization in Endgame, when he gives him the shield back, is that it's it's... Steve's just doing what he thinks is right. He finally kind of lets go of that, whatever he has in him that it's not, Steve isn't special. All the way, he knows Steve is special, but he fights it at every turn. Again, that that jab in Avengers, everything special about you came out of a bottle. Right. It's not true. Correct. It's the bottle, the serum, this gigantic machine, which I now is just a, a little vial of blue things that someone can drink, um, <laughs> to make you into this perfect human. Well, that was, was the whole that, point that of the first Steve, Avenger. Yeah, is that it's Steve that yes. becomes the physical embodiment of what's already inside of him. But that's transpired into the shield. So the shield becomes a representation of everything that is Captain America, right, i.e. That's the Steve. wrong thing. That's what I'm saying. It's, because even for Sam, Sam cannot hold that shield or wear that shield because he cannot live up to everything that Steve brought to Captain right. America. And what everyone's telling him is he's wrong. The shield doesn't matter. If you want to be Steve, just be Steve. Whether you have the shield or not. Which is why... What he's doing right now, his his interaction with Carly is a lot more of something that Steve would do. Right. Versus Which is, someone like Tony or someone like James or someone like... Like like Thor or whatever that just would have busted into that room and beaten Carly to a pulp. Yeah, Sam shows up alone or pretends he's alone or whatever, and talks to her and says, "There's there's a way to stop this before people die. Cap's going to do that." Which is another reason why it seems like Sam isn't going to be the one that ends up with the she, with the mantle at the no. end, because for Bucky, the shield represents Steve. The Steve represents the shield. 
Sam he, can be Sam can be Steve, while Bucky can be Captain America. Yes, that's the thing. And it's now that the you, you can move into the idea that the shields, the shields, uh, power, its symbolism, everything is not assigned to it by who holds it. It's assigned from what people are seeing, and you can't get away from that. That's part of this problem again. But they have it's, totally made it into Mjolnir. That's what it is. I mean, in terms of objects, yes, it's the you know you have those two pieces. You have the Ant Man suit if you really want to. You have visual. There are pieces within it that kind of come to all these different characters that can define him. Right. We see what happens with Tony when he gets to a point where he can just take, and we see it in Endgame. He just takes the thing out of his chest and hands it to Steve. Right. Just rips it off. Like I don't need this. Yeah. It's still on me. I don't need it. I can take it out. I can give it to you. I can yell at you. I can call you a terrible person and all the things that he yells at him in the beginning of Endgame of, you know, that they failed and that everything fell apart because the two of them didn't stay together. Right. Failing to realize that it's Tony that broke them apart. It's Tony that pushes Steve away. Mm-hmm. Steve's part of, Paul is part of his fault, too. Um, by the way, this dude, I'm trying to save killed your mom and dad. Don't be mad, okay? <laughs> Look, he was brainwashed. He didn't yeah. know what he was doing. And it's that... You've done some it, bad stuff, too, Tony. Their arc is so... You know, when we watch from Avengers to to Age of Ultron to Civil War to Infinity War to Endgame, how far they've come. You know, there's there's a reason that Infinity War they don't they never spend they never say a word to one another. Yes, you, know, you realize when he comes, it's that second time you see Endgame and realize he hasn't seen Tony like in three years. Right. You know, since Civil War, he walks away and he and who knows what he's doing in that time frame. Steve doesn't even answer his call in it. Well, he can't. Because he's no, by that point he's not. Bad. Remember, he's Tony. No, they, they never. They, well, yeah, it starts to ring, but he has to hang it up because uh, uh, Squidward comes. Yes. Well, no. And then uh, Bruce uh, Bruce calls makes it. the call. Yeah. Right, but Tony was originally going to make the call. Yeah. Tony Tony flips it open. I don't think he actually even calls it. I think they start seeing the stuff out the thing. And I think he flips yeah, it closed. Right. Well, he, he and hesitates. Bruce, yeah. And then by the time he's actually okay, well, I got to do it. That's when he yeah. notices the and then hair Bruce move is the thing and, and calls him. Yeah, because Tony was. But there's on an Ant Man and a Spider Man now. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the ones I watched Civil War and I kind of was like, I'm watching pieces mm-hmm. with all this stuff. And I kind of watched Infinity War and Endgame. I haven't seen Endgame in a while. Infinity War is so good. It's so um, amazing. You know what's not interesting and nice about this series opposed to WandaVision? No one's making speculations of how it's going to end or who's coming or this or that. Oh, Lamar is Mephisto. He comes back to life. Mephisto's coming in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, Omega Omega Red is is uh, is Carly. Yeah. Remember, it's it's <laughs> the uh, it's the longest episode with a uh, surprise cameo, which is Mephisto, obviously. Which, the power broker so is someone, going to be Omega Red. So someone has it's going said, to be. Apparently, Marvel is saying that there is a Captain America adjacent character, but one you don't expect that's going to show up. And I'm like, just shut up, just shut up. And I know two people that know who it is, and like, but it's a no. Just stop. You don't want to know who it is. Ethan knows who it is too. No, no. Ethan knows the end of the series. Yeah. Although, remember, once upon a time, we thought we knew the end of Iron Man three because of that space armor. It just never Mm, happened. I think this one's a little more concrete. So you're concrete. So, anyways, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, well, no, there wasn't one other thing. There was Marvel fans are <laughs> such a weird segue. I know. I we, we totally forgot it about it. It doesn't end because 
as I just keep talking. With this I, I totally forgot about it that uh, you know, know Marvel fans are petitioning for a okay. new Black Panther to be some cast. fans. Some fans have petitioned for T'Challa to be recast. Yes, if Disney didn't recast Carrie Fisher for Episode Nine, they're not recasting Chadwick no. Boseman. I've seen I've seen a few people argue that yes, the character is more important than Chadwick, and so we should put that in there when you have it's it's not like he's the only character correct <laughs> and i think that's their they're kind of saving grace and it fits kind of where they want to go i think maybe internally is to put shiri on that mantle bring up someone like uh umbaku as that supporting character well have, if you think about introduce somebody new that would be there. We've talked about it here about the idea that Killmonger may not actually be dead. We right. see him, you he's know. We, well, he's we dead. see him. Well, that's the thing. He's dead. He's in space Africa. <laughs> we see him fall over, but again, he's less than 300 yards from Shiri's lap. If they want to, if, if they were to give you, hey, they saved him, it's not the most impossible thing in the world. Unlike, you know, like, oh, uh, Claw's still alive. No, he gets shot in the head. And you know, if they across. cut off Killmonger's head, yeah, it'd be harder. I'm not saying they're doing it, but I'm not saying it's impossible for them either. You can want him to be dead, just as much as I wanted them not to kill Claw. My thing is when it's insinuated that they're dead. I want them to stay dead. You can want them all you want. That's the thing. When your lead actor Coulson, dies of cancer, you can figure out a way. Your story that. isn't the story anymore. Coulson, he should have stayed dead. Yes, but he didn't. That's, That's I'm not saying what we want or not. Again, I want Claw still alive and not be idiots and kill. I want Claw still alive. Claw was a great villain and a great villain to use in a different spot. And, you know, just and like a great villain that you can evolve. That that you have you know have him in Age of Ultron, as he shows up in there and plays a small part in it, and then is a big part in something else. Although he could Would still be great. alive, both of them could still be alive because no, he gets like shot right in the right between the eyes. Well, with time travel screwing things up, eh? Well, it's not good. <laughs> they brought the body to Wakanda, so there's got to be a way that he can do it. Yeah, they but, put him on ice right away. But he's been he's been dead for a couple of days by the time he gets to Wakanda. What I'm saying is, it's not outside of the realm of a comic book world possibility. I know, and that's my problem with the comic book. Boy, well, you talk about watching real comic book movies. Talk about people being brought back. Does it not look like in the uh, Loki trailer that he's sitting there talking to Natasha? Probably is. Or at least someone that's supposed to be Natasha. It looks... I, when I saw it, I was like... Could be a multiverse Natasha. I think that's what it is. Yeah, because, because he's... Tra- the whole he's point going of through, it is yeah. like fixing the multiverse. Well, he's a variant, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. he's not supposed to exist. Right. That was never supposed to happen. And so he'll, he'll use him to... It's got a little Exiles vibe, vibe into it. It has Owen Wilson. Yes. Oh. My my Why thing, Wilson going back to the whole recasting T'Challa, and the reasoning behind it is saying that it gave uh, a, you know boys and men of color a hero that they've never had before. And it, and it, it's he's great that they did up. that. It's great that they did that. But also, something like bringing Shuri onto the mantle, what do you think that would do for yeah. women and girls? 
as well to finally it, have someone. The Black a, Panther mantle has been passed on and passed on. Yeah. You can to, give it to somebody else eventually to, too. To so you don't it. need to recast him because we have these characters yeah. that can fulfill that role model. Which is the, the fear behavior. is that they'll bring Killmonger back, take over as Black Panther as mm-hmm. a redeeming her. The, 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 just to go back to what the conversation we had before of the shield and the man. Is the hero Black Panther or is the hero the way Chadwick Boseman plays him? Mm-hmm. And if it's Chadwick Boseman that really brings that power. Like when, when he passed away, I shared those videos of him, his fan interactions. And seeing so many people who loved him for who he is. Mm-hmm. And what he brought. The hero in it isn't Black Panther. The hero in it isn't T'Challa. The hero is who Chadwick Boseman was right. as a human being. I'm actually getting choked up doing this. Um, as so a human he being. Saying, and who he was as a human and as a person that then brought that power and that great. Kind of what Chris Evans did with. So remember, Chris Evans gets cast as Captain America. I'm like, he's not Captain America. Because mm-hmm. see the first Avenger, I'm like, he's all right or whatever. <laughs> seeing Avengers going, ah. seeing Winter Soldier, like, yeah, that that's him. That's mm-hmm. yeah, that's him. And who he is as a person. Yeah. Besides showing his penis on Instagram. But, <laughs> but you know. I'm being very anti-Trump. Um, just kind of embodying what the character he plays means to him is that Steve could be in that, that role. Mm-hmm. Who Chadwick Boseman was, not a stretch to say that he's a prince and then a king. Yeah, no, definitely. And not. so, is there anybody else that you can think of that would be? Able that was to my do next that? question: is who would? That's if who, you, who that, don't even think of who, of, of who could be? Who would who want the to? Hell is going to take that role? Who would want to? Who's if you come to me? If you're like, okay, Michael B. Jordan, we want you to come back for Black Panther too. But I'm no, no, no. You were saved. Here's your redeeming arc. You're going to be black. No. Okay. <laughs> You're going to go to Idris Elba and be like, we want you to be T'Challa. No. I mean, who are you You putting in there? That's, right. that's I can't think of anyone that would, that because even if you, to me, is if you're going to say, oh, yeah, I could totally play that. But see, You're different. already not him. You're, if you, you can get anybody to play Black Panther. But the other fear. Some, he's going to be a CGI character for the whole movie. But to get somebody to come in and be T'Challa, you, I don't think you can do. Well, I, even uh, Chadwick was their first choice for I don't think I don't think there's anybody and that would sh- want to step in and say, I'm T'Challa. They're very big shoes to fill. Well, it's also Ryan Coogler. Said, he doesn't, Ryan Coogler has said, I don't know how to do this without him. Right. And so if he's not... if he's Trying to wrap his head around, I don't know how to do this film without him. How is he going to wrap around, like, how do I do Black Panther? How do I do Chachala? Not, not Black Panther. Like, yes. How to do Chachala without him. It's just, it's, I would be sh- beyond shocked if it happened. I'm giving you a 1% chance of a never say never. But I cannot imagine mm-hmm. now. Like, yeah. if, in 40 years, we're like, let's reboot the entire Marvel Universe. Let's see if we can catch lightning in a bottle twice. Here's Logan Paul as... Captain America oh, oh, or something. Dude, he's uh, in trouble again. Yeah, I know, because he raped somebody. Um, big surprise. Uh, allegedly raped somebody. There, yeah, someone else will play T'Challa yeah. or whatever. You know, at some point, some point in in the next 40 years, 50 years, maybe someone's going to redo Star Wars. Someone's oh, just going to remake it. It's going to be called Episode 7 and just be like exactly like Episode 4. <laughs> someone's going to do it. We're going to get to that point. 
It's not going to last 100 years without being rebooted. Almost lasts 50. Yeah, but so did most of the universes in... in, uh, Come with the Wind isn't something you reboot. (laughs) It's like this time... now. (laughs) This time, the Civil War didn't happen. We don't like talking about that. (laughs) There wasn't any slaves. This plantation is slave-free. Or this plantation is owned by black people and all the slaves are white. (laughs) There we go. Let's go see that movie. Now we can stop. <laughs> wow, that's the, the note you want to stop on? Yeah. Let's stop on the white Oh, slaves. wow. <clears throat> yeah, but there really, there isn't an actor I could see in that role or wanting to take that role. I can see, sure see the other play want to be Black Panther. I'm sure there's a lot of actors who would want to take the role. But. Of Black Panther, not of T'Challa. Yeah, I, I can't imagine an actor who, who no. I can't imagine an actor of color who's willing to get be the recast. Same thing with Princess Lane and Carrie Fisher. Who are you going to go to? Correct. And everyone's just like, oh, go get Emma Thompson. Like, if I'm Emma Thompson, no, I'm not playing that role. Are you out of your mind? What no. about her daughter? Would you have said, if Billy if Billy Lord was... The only reason I'm going to say no is that she's already a character in the movie. It's yes. I, I understand that. But if Billy Lord wasn't in that movie and she was older... Maybe... That was the. That would be the only person. If T'Challa, if Chadwick Boseman had a son, and he said, "I want to be, I want to take over from my father," I, I'm okay with it. Or his brother, or like his his brother, or something. What we want? Uh, oh God, you're talking about Paul Walker. Yeah, what's his brother's name? I forget. <laughs> that should tell you everything. But if it was somebody that was closely. If it was somebody closely related to him that was saying, I want to take this over because I know my brother would want me to. I can see and it then. And then that brother comes back from the grave and says, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never liked that guy. No, you know, that, that's me. No, personally, I, I couldn't. Like there's that. not a single person that. I don't think Correct. anyone who would, who would, again, anyone who you would think would have the the presence to, be able to fulfill that role mm-hmm. is also the same person that has the grace to say, I'm not doing it. Right. You know, yeah. If you're going to go and like tell Kanye, you're going to be T'Challa. Yeah, fam, I'm in. Oh, God. You know, they'd be the type of person that would do it. And that's not the person you're never going to ask him to do it. Correct. So, you know, if you go to someone like in Idris Not Elba, to mention the fan backlash that you would receive. No, apparently he was about to become president. I'm not. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm being serious now. The fan backlash. So, 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 so am I. <laughs> I know. When, I saw, when I saw him on the ballot, I was like, you've got to be. No. Let me make sure I'm hitting the right. <laughs> when he saw him on the ballot, Rich was like, Ka-chong, yeah. I'm like, let me make sure I circle the right. Jesus 2020. <laughs> let me fill in the right circle here because I don't want to make a mistake and accidentally vote for this guy. And Rich is like, damn, I forgot my glasses. Which one is it? Jesus 2020, bro. Um, I don't want to. I, I hate going out on a down there like this. So the Loki trailer. <laughs> We're like, like two hours. Uh, we we've go. been like two hours the last three episodes or four episodes. I was say, because I thought you were going to say we're, the last two hours. We're actually two hours, early. The, and I was going to say, wait a minute. What, how far are we? Uh, the Loki trailer. What do you think? It's going to be fun. Oh, it's, like, it's going to be so much fun. Tom Hiddleston, I'm in. What's amazing is each one of these shows is so different, yet so Marvel. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that what everyone says about Marvel? Just a little bit different enough to say, oh, yeah, Ant-Man and Avengers Well, they just grab a but... genre and they just say, let's make it our own. Yeah. 
And that's what it seems like they've been doing yeah, with these series. Like it's, it's, it should be something that looks like a lot. Look, looks like it's going to be a wild we ride. All, we all love Tom Hiddleston. Again, I've seen people on, on there's like, you're telling me that Thor Dark World is the worst one? Tom Hiddleston's in it. Like, come on. It was like a backlash. I don't know. It was a little bit a while ago. I don't see a backlash, but it was sort of like this campaign to say that Dark World is not the worst Marvel film simply because Tom Hiddleston is in it. Like, if you give me Tom Hiddleston in half a film, that's not the worst film. That's like saying the worst one, but it's still above a five. Yeah, it, no, it's it. I've said like I, I can't put Thor: The Dark World as the final one. One because I like Thor. Um, I'm okay with that film, but most of it is because like I'll watch Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Just mm-hmm. give me that. It's a shame he he dies so early in uh, Infinity War. Because you just sort of want like I wonder what's next. But even that, the, the, his five minutes of screen time amazing. are amazing. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So give me give me six episodes of that. And we, we have get, a hawk. <laughs> we get Owen Wilson. Wow, you're Loki. Yeah. Mm, wow. Wow. I need wow. you to sign. You I need you to sign wow. for everything you've ever said. <laughs> wow. Here's another piece of paper. Wow. Wow. Imagine Owen Wilson. Man, I got signed for wow ten <laughs> wow. thousand times. Do I have to wow. sign for it every time somebody does a meme where they're just saying wow? wow. Can I just wow. initial right here? Because hope, like it's you know, they did a lightsaber effect of me doing wow. So. Wow, 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 wow. I want him, Tom Hiddleston, to do the wow. Oh God, that would be amazing. Tom Hiddleston doing his own uh, Owen Wilson. Impression. Could you imagine just for like, like, uh, uh, but just in the shots you get, it's such craziness. Yeah, it's just like all over. The place, also, so. visually, it looks. Spectacular, the, like the, the, the colors the, and the way it's shot and everything. Is just, uh, we're getting more timeline messes. The yeah. um, the the bureau or whatever that he's in looks like a seventies living room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's browns and oranges and weird colors. No, it was great, and I watched it once, and I don't want to watch it again. Like I just want, I just want to see this. Right. I just want to get into it. June needs God, to get here. God knows when we're going to get another movie. We're getting a movie in July, maybe. No, we're, we're getting the movie. Thing. We're getting the movie one way, way or another. I don't, I don't know. I still, I still think that they're not going to. Re- if, if for whatever reason we have something go wrong and more movie theaters close, if not permanently, as we've been watching people lose their Look, minds if, here in California. If you're telling me that Killmonger is coming back, has a chance of coming back in Black Panther, you should know that there's a, there's almost a hundred percent chance. There is a hundred percent chance because they've already announced that it's going to be, and you can actually put it on your wish list now. It's also, it's also, uh, Disney Plus. You can pre-order it. When it's Disney Plus and theater, you're likely doing this because you have to come up with contractual numbers to pay Scarlett Johansson on her back end. They can move it. They've moved it for a year and a half. That's what I mean. That's my point. They've moved it for a year and a half already. This this film has had something like 10 dates, 10 firm. It's coming out in May, mm. June, July, October, December, January, May, July. We've already got six months, six days that they've already given us, if not more. Is it likely? No, that's not what I'm saying. No, because they're going to start But don't tell me, it can, it's, you know. If we get the film, we get the film. There's a great possibility that it's not going to be. Because, again, you can order it now. You're not going to pay for it until it comes out. They're going to. So they just tell you, hey, you remember when you ordered longer, it and it was July 30th? Well, we're going to wait until August. If they run, if they wait too much longer, they're going to be running on top of themselves. They're running on top of themselves as there is. Yeah. This is thinking about this before. And it's like, when do we get to the point? And I think we might do it because I think this this the feel of this phase or whatever if it's like the shows where it's really heavy on dealing with what happened 
it the you know between Infinity War and Endgame, when do people start? I don't know if I like this as much. This is the most. You know, you talked about. You said that like there's never going to be a feat like Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy again. There's not. No one. Right. They just don't make movies like that anymore. You don't get fans like this anymore. True. Twenty three films. Twenty four. What, what the hell was it? Twenty three. Twenty three. Twenty three films, and you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who hates twenty of them. Correct. We have nine Star Wars films, and at this point, I think people only like two of them. And even then, they're sort of like, eh, "Episode four is a little weird." Right. <laughs> I don't like the dialogue in it anymore. That's what I said. There, there, there are a lot of Star Wars fans that uh, I love. Empire Strikes Back, Episode Four, I, I like because you know I'm it's okay the first with Rogue one. one for the first half, and then it turns into a stupid Star Wars movie. Yeah, um, and the Mandalorian season one is great. But even now, I'm seeing the backs like Mandalorian season two is not good. It doesn't. It doesn't work. It's too fast. It doesn't do this. It doesn't actually do. That. And then I saw the one that said exactly what I said before you. Mandalorian doesn't introduce any new characters in the second season. It's all just re- rehashes and fan service. Like I said that before we get to uh, season two. Um, totally. To have 23 films where, as you said, all of them are like a six. Yeah. And some are 11 out of 10. Right. You know, just like I was sitting in my seat and then Cap got a hammer and I've been waiting for that for 10 years and oh, I, there's jizz. <laughs> So there's that's, a, that's 11. It just, I, no, I, didn't even, I didn't even feel it. My body reacted. <laughs> Unconsciously. Dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the person in the front just, of you. No, you weren't cheating. Okay. Um, <laughs> it burst through. Where do we see that? As, as you have stuff straight out the leg. <laughs> on top of each other. Yes. When does it stop being special? We talked about this with Star Wars. We have four we had, films we had five, in six months. We had five Star Wars films in five years. Yes. We had to wait three years between all the other ones. And those, even when they were bad... We're still an event for us because we've been waiting three years to see episode three. Right. Instead, we saw episode seven, and for four minutes, we liked it, and then we were like, oh, it's pretty sure. <laughs> and then we got Rogue One a year later, and then a year later, we got, oh, well, we get to see what Luke does with the lights. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I hate this movie. Stupid Luke. And then six months, not even six months, it was four Stupid. months later, we got yeah, Solo. Pretty much. It was May. Yeah. So five five months after it, but basically, yeah. By the time you, you know, if you went to see it in January for this third well, time. Because remember, so it came it. out almost the weekend of Christmas, which is the end of December. Yeah. Um, and then we get a, almost, we get a year and a half yeah. for episode nine that I think after eight, no one was looking forward to. So when do we get to that point with Marvel where Black Widow is going to be an event when it reaches theaters? Guaranteed in July, according to Ethan. Um, <laughs> watch the first time we watch go, it get moved now. <laughs> oh, if it gets moved, <laughs> you guys are screwed. Uh, like Black Widow coming in August, September. We've moved it back six weeks. <laughs> what? Uh, Black Widow and Shang Chi double feature. What kind of moved up a week? Some kind of moved up a week too. I can't remember what it was. There was something I saw. If they were smart, they'd move Loki up a week, week or two. No, no, it was it was a movie that they said is actually going to come out a, a week earlier than they thought. Oh, it was it was something from it was like it was Snake Eyes. Yes, Snake yeah. Eyes got moved up to July. <laughs> that looks bad. So mad. Um, anyway, we're to get to the point where Black Widow's going to be huge. We haven't we haven't sat in a theater since since uh, the Far From Home to see a Marvel film. Yes, but like you said, three months later we're supposed to be at a Turtles. Yep. And then, what, five months after that, we're at whatever is in February next year. I can't remember what it was. And we just keep Thor, going. Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yeah. No. I don't know. That, that Might be. Later. 
No. I thought, no, I think that one's later. Is it Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi's July, uh, August. Has to be Eternals then, I think. Or Eternals, Eternals is November. Eternals is supposed November. to be this year. Spider-Man is December. And then we're hitting... Uh, yeah, I don't there's think there's that, anything between no, Shang-Chi. Yes, it is. February, that's uh, Doctor Strange 2. That's what it is. Because I keep thinking that movie's so far away. Because like 2022. And it's, mm. Oh my God. No way. Think about it. July will be two years since we'd seen a Marvel film in the theater. Yeah. That's crazy. We'll two full years. Yeah. Remember when we used to get one and we were really excited to see Captain America? <laughs> then we were getting and then, two. And then you got two. You're like, oh my God, Thor and Captain America came out in the same year. And then we got bro. three. And then we were like, oh, we got Avengers. And then we waited a year. And Iron Man 3 made more money than anything because yep. we'd waited a year. And then we got four films in a year. We got Black Widow or Black, <laughs> Black Panther, here's, then here's, Avengers, Black Spider-Man. Panther, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, and Spider-Man all in like the same year. Yeah, something like that. Like, this is ridiculous. So I'm wondering when you get to that point where it's like it's we keep not saying special. That. But that's, at some point it's going to be the point. Because now we've got the added thing of it's on our TV. We've got series that are on our TV. So, as we were talking about, we're not going to go more than a week in 2021 without some Marvel project being instantly accessible. Well, now to we us. will. Because May, when we hit May, we'll have like a couple weeks yeah. between Falcon and Winter Soldier. We'll have actually a month, maybe, between Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki. Because in more between that, that, you give about a month yes, and a half. In between that was supposed to be Black Widow. So, we were going to hit. As soon as one ends, another one begins. But now, because they moved it, hopefully for COVID, you know, the end of COVID or the fall of COVID. <laughs> COVID is its own season. <laughs> fall of COVID. Well, the, you know, the the coronavirus too. The beginning of, of things COVID. opening. You know. Yes. One of the reasons I say they they might probably won't move it is Gavinator. Yeah. As, uh, hey, we're going to be all open on June 15th. But we know of okay. at least seven Marvel projects this year. Mm-hmm. Four movies, so and there's when, at least three series. When do you get burned out? That's why I think you have to you have to get these movies out this year. because I'm not saying it's going out next year. Next year, you've got to get back to some sense of normality. It's going to take them a year. It's going to take them more than a year. Oh, sure. You're not gonna, but I'm, I'm just saying, I don't think you're going to get back on track until 2023. Because you're seeing all these other films that are... You know, because you're seeing most of Phase Four all of a sudden within two years. COVID all of a sudden made Fast and Furious seem smart because they were one of the first films. Right? No, we're just waiting a year. Yeah, and we're like, "That's dumb. This is going to be over in two months." And then now we're like, "I think they had to move it again." Yeah, you know, they moved Top Gun again. They moved this. They moved all this other stuff. It was only supposed to last two weeks. The biggest lie everybody told us. Yeah, so it, I mean, no, the biggest lie was that when the sun comes out, it's going to go away, <laughs> and that was the president. When of the, the summer States. gets here, it's going the heat's going to kill it. Oh, God. and if that doesn't work, drink bleach. Jesus Christ, nine. So, anyways, we're going to wrap things up. Make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables, on Instagram as Nerdables, and on Twitter as Nerdables Show. We don't even have, dude. Ethan doesn't even take pictures of us recording anymore. So I know. I th- I what think, happened I, with that? I think they're all done. You guys always say, oh, you're taking another picture of the light. Oh, well, you oh. took a picture of the same thing. It's just, you know. What else do I have a picture of? Or what else can I take a picture of? Your of ace. you on the mic. No. Picture of your ace. So for Chris and Ethan, I'm <laughs> already saying we you will talk to, to you take next it down? time. That's terrible. At least something will happen to us. Hell, Travis got us kicked off a million years ago. 
<laughs> Remember when he got, got Nerdables banned? Because yes. you kept talking about E3? Yep. We got we got banned on Twitter for a 24-hour period. Too many tweets in 48 hours or something. <laughs> it's hilarious. So we'll talk to you next time. I need to play us out with that, too. No, you don't. Mm. You don't even know how to turn off